Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. T-R-P-E. The realest podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Two brothers bringing thinking on a second level. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. The best two hours out of every week. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy and Matt makes me sick. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. They know. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. What up, what up? We back, man. We on an emotional high tonight because uh, we literally just did this yesterday. I, I, I just almost fell asleep right now. <laughs> I was dipping like shit. We just did this yesterday um, at a special location. We were, uh, as we told y'all, we didn't, we, no cap, as the young as the youngins say, no cap. We was on a 2018 Roost Picnic, so this is the uh, recap what, what, show. Real quick, what, what does that mean? I see that a lot. Um, you you ever heard the phrase from from Philly from years ago, capping your head up? Okay, it's it's basically the same shit. So when Philly people tell me they don't know what no cap means, it fucks me up because we invented the shit. So it's like no lies, no lie, yeah. Okay, without equivocation, no lie, a hundred percent facts, no cap. But usually when people say it, they're fucking lying. <laughs> okay, no cap. Yeah, I see people put up like a fucking. Like a, like one of those stop signs. Yeah, with like a, with say a no, like the say no to drugs. Yeah, yeah with no a baseball cat. hat. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does this mean? When, yeah. uh, when when one of the Migos, I don't know which one of them it was, when one of the Migos put that shit up, it blew my mind with the emojis. Yeah. The, the emoji no cap. I was like, oh shit, this is the final frontier for no cap. Yeah, it's I, emojis. <laughs> I thought it was just some cool nigger hip hop <laughs> shit. I didn't know what was going on. Can you hear me? It actually means something. I can hear you. Can you hear you? A little bit. All right, I'll figure it out as the night goes. On. <laughs> I'll figure it out as the night goes on. But yeah, we are we are back, man. Um, we literally just yesterday did the 2018 Roots picnic. It was a great experience for me. I think Matt pretty much feels the same way. Um, they treated us pretty decent. Surprisingly, we thought we was gonna have trouble at the door, and uh, we got right in. Yo, listen. Uh, they just respected the shit out of me <laughs> from the jump. Like I came to the VIP entrance and the line was literally down the block. And uh, I just walked up like, yeah, I'm performing on a podcast stage. He was like, yeah, come right this way. <laughs> and, like, and, 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 and me and my girl went through and like the ball was like, cause they was, they was a uh, wanding people, yeah. like hitting people with the wand. And the, the white dude who was taking me through the crowd, he was like, ah, nah, he doesn't get wand. Come on. <laughs> and when he took me right through, so then we, we get into like the main little lot and uh he was walking me and he was like, So uh you know where you're going? Like you got your credentials and shit. I'm just like, there goes Talib, so I'll figure it out. He was like, Okay, cool. I'll talk to you later. And walked over and I'm like, A fucking serial killer could walk in. Like, you can say anything. I walked it easy as shit. All you gotta say is, yeah, I'm I'm on a podcast stage. You can get right wherever the and fuck. And then you when I go. went to the uh the artist check-in was like where the artist like because you didn't even see it it was because never you, went because you came late yeah like the artist check-in was like the art like freeway and cameron yeah. like all like and i'm walk up i'm like um yeah the realest podcast ever and she started looking down in the bins and shit i'm like here we go <laughs> 
It's about to be the security. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She came out with the uh, the Manila envelope, with the like, packet. Yeah, here go all your access passes. Back to you got food passes, everything. I'm like. That fucked me up because we really we really had food passes. I was fasting Matt's uh, on a vegetable yeah. diet, so neither one of us ate yesterday. Actually, I did eat. You, oh, you did. I found because they had the artists. We'll get to that. <laughs> but artists, they they got it made backstage because like it's not like a bunch of like nuggets and fries like, like it was, real food. It was, dog, I had like a um, a spring mix and arugula salad <laughs> with Italian dressing. It was nice little. Uh, Cherry tomatoes. Oh, they had craft service. It was yeah, It was like it was real. They, no, they was giving out uh, essential <laughs> core water and shit back there. Like shit. you see, you was, you was back there for like a second because yeah. you ran off. You was in the media tent. Yeah, yeah. Chad was in the media tent. Like you know, you started a whole rumble too. By the way, almost. But I'll get to that later. About the media tent. Yeah, in the media tent. <laughs> the um. But anyway, yeah. So I got the Manila envelope with all the passes, whatever, whatever. So I was pretty much on chill till y'all started showing up. Yeah. Ra came and you showed up and it, like and it was funny like I had to get y'all through because right. yeah I'm like we came through the scumbag entrance yeah, that- <laughs> and they treated us as such they was like hold on wait a second hold and on. I had to come out they, like, no, they, no. they said put the band on put like, the, I need to see the band she's on like, let me see him put the band on right <laughs> like what the fuck. <laughs> I Meanwhile, mean, the podcast stage is four feet from where I'm at. Literally, this, the entrance this, was right and this there. Black lady is blocking me from getting where I'm going, so I put this fucking blue band on. I said, "No, he with me. He's going on stage with me. Uh-uh, I need to see the I band need, go on right now. Band gotta go on. I'm handing out bands and don't even have a band on." <laughs> I'm like she like you came through the VIP entrance. He didn't. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. But yeah, that yeah, that, that, that scumbag entrance. Oh this, man, yeah, you come through the scumbag the uh, the Delaware Ave and uh, Spring <laughs> Garden entrance. <laughs> yeah, that you, shit was a nightmare. Yeah, the VIP Joe was down a little bit. That's why I found it did, just on the whim. Justin came. I walk up to the gate to give him his band. They like, what is you doing? <laughs> why are you back? Back the fuck up. <laughs> why is you right here? They made they made they went and just bag and everything. They yeah. was like, yo, what's in this bag, man? Yeah. They made him pull his cords out and shit. He got a big ass fucking uh, uh exterior yeah. drop. Rock, rock came through the <laughs> VIP entrance, Ryan have, they didn't go with this bag, none of that bullshit. Like that, that backpack is filled to the brim, so yeah. like he had to take a bunch of a stuff. A bunch of shit. I'm sure that took him like twenty minutes. Yeah, just didn't do a goddamn thing yesterday either. I told him just literally came, hooked up a cord. Next thing I know, he was drinking vodka and water ice, and I'm like, all right, Justin's on. Just like I didn't find the craft services tent in the VIP, but I did find the media tent, and I got this drink here and a Bud Light or whatever Miller Light, whatever yeah. the fuck it was, and I didn't pay for anything. What, what, what's crazy is watching the goings ons of the actual event yesterday. Was like you needed a pass to be in the backstage tent. Yes. Then you needed a different pass to be in the VIP tent, which was next to the media tent. tent right. But you needed a separate pass to be in the media tent. Yes. Watching all of our people who were with us finagle their way into every little thing that they weren't Yo. supposed to be in, because you called me and I'm like, in fact I called you because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, where you at? I'm like, where? Because we was backstage and yeah. and, 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 and Wallow and they were just going so extra and I was just like, all right, I gotta get out of here. Wallow was the keynote speaker. Yo. Yeah, Wallow. Was, yeah. <laughs> but I told I, I called you and I'm like, yo, where you at? You like, I'm in the media tent. I'm like, where the fuck is that? And I'm, so I'm walking out. I see the VIP tent, but the security boy gave me the face like, don't even try don't it. Don't do it. And I'm like. <laughs> Like, yo, big and you man. was like, no, it's next to the VIP tent. So then I come over. Bull gave me a little hassle, but I'm like, oh, no, I'm on the podcast, whatever, whatever. He's like, all right, you media. You go in. I'm like, yeah, this is my lady. She with me. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So we in. You get in the media tent. It's the same shit that's going on in the, the backstage tent. Like, it's just 
a, it's a bar. Yeah, you just can see the show from here. You can see the show because you're not backstage. Yeah. But then the VIP tent is right next to the media tent. It's blocked by like a fucking velvet rope <laughs> from the road. <laughs> like, they, when I went to the VIP tent, they was like, oh, no, you want the media tent. You got to go this way. So I attempt to go through. The, they like, nah, 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 nah. You got to go around. You can't get through from this way. Uh, I'm like, but I can see it. That's the tip we was on because uh, her Lee friend went, came. She looked, remember Lee? She looked up and was in the VIP. And yeah. we like, how the fuck did you get in there when we're in the media? <laughs> it just wasn't making no sense. But here's the joint with the rumble I was talking about. Okay, remember the hoes that was sitting on the couch? Yeah, they was with me. So you knew them? Yeah. Okay. They finagled their way in there. Do you know them? Know them? I know them, know them. Okay. When my, I remember we left, Lee stayed, Leah stayed, but Ross stayed, like motherfucker stayed. When they came back to the media, because they was like, uh, you know, when Uzi went on, they came back to the media tent. Okay. But by now, like, more media motherfuckers showed up. So they went to come back in, and they got, like, a hassle, like, oh, no, no, no. Um, basically, like, on the tip, like, oh, Chad had already boarded in too many people. And they, like... <laughs> But we were like we're with the po- like my girl and them have, yeah, on, podcast have on the podcast bands. band yeah like and she like oh no Chad brought them in because they Chad folks and my girl like no the fuck they aren't like they, <laughs> they weren't even with us and the girl was like oh but Chad said bye to them I'm, <laughs> she was like what so so basically my girl and the bitch at the door started arguing whole time <laughs> the though black chick? yeah the white John oh white John yeah, oh yeah the, no white John was on her top flight security yeah zone. she was on some extra my shit. home girl Yizzo. 215 shout out Yizzo to us she was holding down the media tent originally and then she was like back and forth doing whatever because she works for like welcome philadelphia or some shit okay, and they yeah. were like the hospitality group that yeah. were handling it she gave me a nice little packet told me i can get b-roll fo- photos if i just go to this building uh-huh. like all type of shit and she just let me right in and whoever was with me she's like oh yeah no you're in the podcast stage yeah no y'all good whatever the other girls that was uh with us they finagled Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Eagle their way, and I didn't walk them in. Mm-hmm. But they, I guess they, you dropped my name because I was on the podcast. Exactly. Got it. So when she came back to the media tent, they was giving all this hassle because they didn't want more motherfuckers coming in. And and they basically was like, oh, all the people who came with the realest podcast ever are in here. And my girl like, no, the fuck they are. <laughs> <laughs> I know the niggas on the realest podcast ever. I'm positive. I am the realest yeah. podcast ever. So... Rob basically was like, yo, just come the fuck back. Rob was still backstage. Like, Rob, Rob was all over the fucking place last night. <laughs> but he was still backstage. So my girl and Lee wound up going backstage and they ate and chilled the fuck uh, out. You know what I'm saying? Rob wound up at fucking dinner last night with like fucking, uh, what's the chick from the radio? Uh, Maya. What's her name? Maya. Nah. I'm about to tell you because he told me earlier. I can't think of the chick name. Uh,. Mina say what? Oh, from Barnana. I'm like, how did that happen? He was like, it started raining and they was like, yo, you driving? And I was like, yeah. So I hopped in the wheel was like, yo, we going to dinner. You should come. <laughs> he wound up at I was like, that's hilarious. Like, Oh, but that's how that festival shit be, man. And just like public outings in general, you just end up with people that you just wasn't anticipating being with. And next thing you know, you got new friends and shit. Yeah. But that shit was pretty cool, man. Like, you know, if I feel like this. <laughs> One, if we, if we had a very nice crowd 
y'all. Thank you for everybody who mm-hmm. came to the podcast stage specifically to see us because like we was getting down to the wire. It was one twenty nine, and it was like me, Matt, Rod, Lee, and uh, my, my lady put me on to what was happening. They weren't letting people in. Ah, uh, so that's why when they were waiting for JoJo Abbott to finish on the North stage. Okay, so once her set was done. Then that's when they basically was like, all right, and they started giving out the headphones. Because I even was just like, I told her, I'm like, no one's going to listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're here alone. We're, it's just us. I don't know why I'm whispering, but it's just us. And then it was like, I turned around. It was a hundred motherfuckers in it. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? Just And my girl was like, no, she saw them. Like, they literally weren't letting. That's the reason it was people just like meandering around yeah. all the food trucks. And once JoJo Abbott was done, they opened the floodgates and... You know, they came in and shit. Yeah, so if um, you know, if, if we would have went on a little bit later, we got would have got even more of a crowd. Rick's dumbass caught a stupid train and got yeah. there super fucking late. Uh, a couple other people I know was having transportation issues. They Uber let up, got off at the wrong exit, like yeah. just all types of like transportation fuckery. And so a couple people that we personally know missed our set or whatever. Um, and just you know, as the later in the day got, like you really seen a real festival come together. Yeah. Because when Rich the Kid was was preparing to go on stage, when when uh, Spin King was uh, down on the Oasis stage mm-hmm. DJing or whatever, they was buying time for Rich the Kid to get his shit together. It was like oh, a couple people, whatever, like that. And then right when Rich was about to walk on stage, just like. 7,000 like people. Like a sea of people. Like a sea of people. And I'm like, where the fuck did all these Because when we came out of the backstage, yo, my girl was like, oh my God, it's packed out here now. I'm like, we just got to get to the media tent. Like, we right. like, we like fucking farmers walking. <laughs> like, we just got to get to the media tent and we straight. Because this shit out here is not going to fucking work. But once we got to the media joint, we we was more than good. And, um... It was it was a it was a very fun experience, man. The people was super fucking with us. Super, yeah. super into what we was doing. It was... I had no complaints. Yeah, the only complaint I had was the heat. Yeah, it know? was hot as fuck. It was hot as shit. A lot of interaction. Uh, we gave hats away. Like it was just like was, a dope, like cool it was, ass. It experience. was cool as shit, man. I, I definitely appreciate the look. Please, thank you, Talib. Yes, thank you, Talib. Absolutely, Talib showed up for a second. Y'all straight? All right, I'm out yeah, of here. Literally, Talib was in the crowd. I was like, Talib, raise your hand. He was like, no, and turned around and walked the fuck out. I was like, all right. So. A couple of housekeeping items We're buttoning up This Roost Picnic situation We are going to get the audio From the Roost Picnic So we will be releasing that This week Probably like Tuesday or Wednesday Depending on when they give us The audio So look out for that The second thing is this We need y'all to flood The Roost Picnic Has an official Instagram page We need y'all to flood Their mentions in their inbox Because they have A Roost Picnic Coming up in New York City In October And if y'all want us on there We need the fan interaction To you know To go in our favor On this one we need y'all to DM them, tag us on a post, all of that shit, Real shit, and get the tell them you want the realest podcast ever on the podcast stage for the New York City Roost picnic. Questlove super fucking with us. He's retweeting us yeah. and reposting us, and he's not doing it for a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah. I peeped that. So no, that I, I, shout out to Questlove too. Like I appreciate that man. Like, uh, Laia, who's a part of Questlove's uh, podcast, gave us a shout out the day of or the day before or whatever. And it's just like so much like media attention and shit. We got official pictures with Roost yeah. picnic watermarks on it. 
it and shit. Like it was like it's like a super dope experience, man. And they really like did treat us extremely well and treated us like we was there to work. Yeah, we was backstage. I try I try to talk to Tierra Whack, but her security was like beating niggas up, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not. I don't want to fight today. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's too hot. My shoulders <laughs> hurt. <laughs> like this heat is weighing me down. I can't fuck with it today. But um, it was a cool shout out to Dariel and Ubik. You know the Ubik yeah. fam. They was backstage, and I <laughs> I was like, why? Because they came and set up like a whole joint with sneakers and clothes and all that shit for sale. And I'm like, why not do that out there? Why do it back here? It's like they're they're bored. They can't afford the stuff. You know. So I'm like, yeah, you got a good point. Like it makes sense <laughs> to be back here where the artists and all their peoples are. Like I tell you what, the you actually sell something. V Lone did two T-shirts for the Roost picnic. Their whole area was booming like a motherfucker. I went over there. I got the Roost Picnic shirt, and then I got uh, one of the older, uh, a reissue of an older shirt, one of the Friends shirts or whatever that they did. And um, when I started, the, when the day started, the T-shirts were $60 for one of the Roost Picnic T-shirts and $150 for the other one. Naturally, I'm a jackass. Give me the one that's $150. So I bought that and the Friends shirt. Apparently, as the day went on, the prices went up as, as merchandise got lower and lower and lower. To the point where the sixty dollars shirt was seventy five and the one fifty shirt was two hundred, and they was like selling them motherfuckers like hotcakes all day long. But I did get my merch. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal for people. I found out like people really come to events just to get the merch. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. But it was a great experience. Thank you to Questlove, to uh, Tariq Trotter, aka Black Thought, um, Talib Dean, everybody who you know put it together as far as getting us on the uh, you know on the podcast stage, letting us be a part of this. And thank you to everybody that came out. You know, one for the Roost Picnic, and then two to see us. And you know. Came and fucked with us on the podcast. Yeah, it was definitely a dope look, man. Um, Tree was out there. Shout out Black and the uh, Beef and Broccolis. Yeah. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Vega, seeing him. Black and the Beef and Broccolis yeah, was Yeah, when crazy. Black walked with a towel over his head, I'm just like, who the fuck is Bull? I'm like, oh shit, it's Black. I'm like, every- it's my fake page. It's my spam home. Yeah, everybody stand, stand down. Black's here. He's looking for smoke. And Black he was like, you see, I got a couple smoke smoke catches with me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I see. I see. But uh, shout out Black, Vega, I seen him, Tree. Um, Rick showed up late Yeah I seen that Rick was there super late Ra Shout out Ra uh, My man Maurice uh, Popped up He got there a little bit late But he was out there Yeah It was it was, it was was definitely fly It was definitely a good look um, If I would have actually Had something to eat And um, you know Whatever My sugar wasn't Literally in the tank I probably would have Stayed a little longer But yeah. uh, Drink Champs had it Booming Yo they like, had That shit was out it was like two tents. It was yeah. like the tent was full and then another enough people <laughs> Ra, for another. Rob was like, I can't believe they really got fifty niggas on this <laughs> little ass stage. I'm like, Chad said they they go around forty deep. Yeah. I'm like, they got all them niggas on that stage. That stage didn't even seem that big. Oh hell no. Yeah. Yeah, they brought their own production, everything. Like, yeah. Big Chance wasn't fucking around. I mean, when you're the biggest out there, yeah. you know, you're doing a million a week. Yeah. Sounds of you ain't they on revolt now? Like, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Hopefully we get there. People was hitting me yesterday, like y'all on y'all way. I love y'all podcast, you know, this that, and the third. You know, yeah, for, I mean, for where we started, uh, to get to this point where it's like we're consistently doing like six figures and I I'm happy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like partnership it, with Kicks USA. Partnerships with a couple people now. We gotta we'll talk about that oh, one yeah. later. Oh we'll yeah. Get we'll, get, we'll get into the new <laughs> partnership we got later. My, my favorite sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, man, like to to have this success and then that you know, literally 
me and Chad were going, like, literally, we were standing there waiting for them to give us the cue to go on stage. And I leaned over to, because we were supposed to have a little baby. And I leaned over to Chad, like, uh, you good with talking about Pusher and Drake? Yep. All right, bet. And we uh, freestyled the whole shit. We freestyled. And people <laughs> was coming up, like, yo, y'all was funny as shit. That was dope. Da, da, da. Like, and people were asking me, Yo, so what? How do y'all like figure out like what y'all gonna do? Like, yeah, I'm like, we don't. We literally the same convo we would have. We were speaking to each other like at the park or just chilling on the bench. That's exactly. We, that's exactly what we do. It's like there is no formula to the shit. Just go in and whatever happens. In the, in the words of T Grizzly, I can do this shit with no effort. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was a great experience, man. We had an absolute great time. Um, I stayed till Rich the Kid got off the stage, and I fucking migrated up out of that joint. Um, speaking of Rich the Kid, he had a rough day yesterday. Apparently, I didn't know so much nigger <laughs> shit was going on <laughs> with, with it being such a nice day. You know what I mean? Rich the Kid had, and Uzi both had interesting days. Before we get into that, can we talk about us trying to put together this live show? Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like that's a big deal. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are in the process now of putting together our first live show. It's either going to be like mid to late August or early September around back to school yeah. time. Um, we're looking at some prospective venues. Um and you know we've started to formulate the concept of the show i definitely want to incorporate like one or two comedians or somebody like as a host or whatever mm-hmm. as like a you know like a warm up or whatever to you know the live podcast and then put together like a dope guest or like a dope panel of like our best yeah. people that you know that we fuck with that's in our personal network or whatever and really make it like a dope interactive like experience for maybe everybody have, and maybe have spank come out and do a couple of you looking good out there ladies <laughs> Yo, la- ladies y'all looking good <laughs> you know what i'm saying Maybe a couple of those <laughs> Women but, be shopping Women yeah. be shopping <laughs> <laughs> Couple zingers uh, Shit Spank with a couple Knee slappers Spank yeah. let us know If you in town Yeah but um Yeah we want to get this This live show um Done You know what I'm saying We get a couple hundred people In there Have a nice little event yeah, Um sure you know, yesterday, doing yesterday gave me the confidence because I, I kind of w- wondered and worried because of the fact that we aren't structured, because of the fact that we don't really have a formula, because yeah. we, we don't really write things down or have like laptops with all our information and shit. What's that for? I, I, I kind of wondered and worried, like, could we... Like, does this translate does to a live it, audience? I, I know people listen to it. I, I see the numbers. I know they listen to it. I know they download it. People use the little slangs, the y'all weirds, yeah. the, you know, all of that we shit. We hate everybody. I, I get that. But just a live setting, it's like it's more intimate, and you got to keep people, like, engaged with you. They can't yeah. pause it and go to work and come back, and you know what I mean? So... But doing it yesterday and seeing people's reaction to where they were really like cracking the fuck up and yeah. I'm looking around like, oh shit, like, all right, they fucking with it. It's like, yeah, give me the confidence. Like, yeah, we can do a lot. And then, like I said, the, with the whole setup of us having a couple comedians, a panel with our peoples on like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. And then, like I said, watching uh, Drink Champs is like, they really don't have a, like, it's literally Nori just getting on and saying anything. And forgetting his questions. They were literally, they had Gilly up there talking about eating pussy. And <laughs> then, uh, then they were um, going back and forth about the whole Drake and Pusher shit. Yeah. It was just like. Yo, uh, Gilly's management, I bumped into Gilly's management outside of, uh, when I was parking my car, I parked in the event park. I ran into Gilly's management. She was like. 
Realest podcast ever. I'm like, what's up? They like, yeah, you know, I manage Gilly, blah, blah, blah. We wanted to know if y'all had space on y'all show for him. I said, well, I would love to, but like, I'm about to go on stage in 30 minutes. He's like, oh, yeah, he ain't going to be here by then. But, you know, we were trying to get him as much media coverage as possible or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, no, we would love to. But they like, nah, you know, uh, we got y'all information. I'm going to reach out to you. And um, one of his uh, assistants, whatever, I got my got my number and I got his or whatever. And uh, Gilly's, you know, basically want to come on the show. So they said, we're going to definitely set that up. And I told him that we was doing the panel we're moderating the panel discussion um at discovery charter on, on july, july 7th, 7th yeah. and gil is going to be there also he's one of the people that's uh you know on on the panel or whatever and the way that that is going to work i was basically told it's it's a it's an organic conversation amongst like five or six different guests or whatever like that and we're talking to all of them Oh, okay. So it's not going to be like everybody up there at once. So it's like we'll talk to this one guy that's like about financial empowerment for 10 minutes. Then we'll talk to uh, Kwamir Trice about community action and this and that. We'll talk to Gilly for 30 minutes. And then Derek Grace will be like the final person that we talk to. Or whatever. Okay. And he'll be, you know, the the, the, the keynote, I guess, okay. or whatever, interview of the uh, experience or whatever. So that's going to be like a dope. That's going to be a super dope event. So Carl uh, literally told me yes. And Carl was like, you come get me. When you go, please come get me. I'm like, all right, cool. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Carl's like, please don't let me forget that. I have to be there. I'm like, I got you. Yeah. So that's Saturday, July 7th. Let me see if what uh, what information I can give you all about. You know. 47th and Parkside, um, July 7th. That's all I got. That's all you get. That's all. <laughs> that's we all we can got. spit the date back real good. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all I got. All right. So here we go. El Capitan Clothing and Leadership Brand presents... Living every day to achieve our dreams while enduring real struggles. A leadership forum bridging the gap between generations. All ages and genders are welcome. Like we said, it's at Discovery Charter School. It's in the gym, 4700 Parkside Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19131. Um, doors open at 3 p.m. And for advanced tickets, go to lcapitancartel.bigcartel.com. That's E-L-C-A-P-I-T-A-N cartel.bigcartel.com that's how you get your tickets for that yeah and we'll be you know holding it down you dig somebody said love watching you guys live one of my favorite podcasts keep up the great work look at that real fans I'm on the realest podcast ever page and you know people commenting like crazy shout out to Nerd Nash one of our original guests who was uh, high as a motherfucker on the on the show that he came on yeah. everybody was like is he on pills I was like no he just smoked a lot of <laughs> he just smoked a lot of sour <laughs> I had a couple motherfuckers ask me oh is the bull nerve retarded I'm like no he just was he was just soured up <laughs> yo speaking of nerd right his his two homies one he had three people with him in his entourage or whatever dirty Delaware nigga yeah. and two of them are beefing now and hate each other one of them stole like some it was like a shirt. A shirt. Yeah, shirt I've seen, I've other seen all of that. Yeah. So he posted this shit, and it was like an extreme insider. <laughs> he was like, somehow this is Matt and Chad's fault. <laughs> I definitely saw that on Twitter. <laughs> when in reality, it's nerds' fault for bringing them dirty niggas to the podcast, yeah. and then all of a sudden, now they got big dreams and want to start accomplishing shit instead of being his weed carrier. Yeah. So hopefully they've worked that situation out. You know what I'm saying? Nerd's a funny guy, man. Hilarious, man. Somebody else, Modesty Liking, said the podcast was great. I didn't even know she was there. Goodness. 
She's fine as a motherfucker. For those of you who don't know, follow Modesty underscore liking. All right, let's get into <laughs> let's get into this. Festival Pier start following us too. Yeah, Holy Festival smoke. Pier. Festival Pier follow me, like personally. Yeah, they uh, ain't follow me yet. I don't know what's up with that. Festival Pier, get your weight up, yo. The, um, but like I said, let's get to these because we got a real important topic. I want to get oh, to later. Man. The um, yesterday, Lil Uzi, Rich the Kid. Rich the Kid performed on the South Stage. Correct. Then Uzi hit the South Stage a couple hours later. So in my mind, I'm thinking when I first saw the reports of this, I'm like, impossible that they had a run-in <laughs> on South Street. Oh, did they? Because both these <laughs> niggas is here. So I'm like, it had to have been before the joint. You think but, so? You don't I, think it was in the gap? That's, that's what my homie was saying. I'm like, It was in the gap. Uzi. Rich the Kid got off the stage at... Four, four thirty, or fifteen, something like that. Because I remember when we was when we was going back out of the, the media joint. Yep. Uzi hit the stage at eight, so it's like they had three and a half hours to kick some ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kick some fucking ass. Yeah, man. So apparently, Rich the Kid <laughs> and them they went to South Street, thinking, "Ah, we're in Philly. You know, we want to go get some eat and see some hoes." Pretty safe to be on South and Street. They ran in a big Uzi. He's no longer a little Uzi. He ran in a big Uzi vert. Ran in a big Uzi about vert. The smoke. And Uzi hopped out by himself, like, stop the car. Yeah. I see the I see the 37 year old rapper. I stop the car. And he jumps out the car and pulls right up on Rich. Yeah. And a series of calamities <laughs> took place. <laughs> you wanna talk about it? Following this shit. <laughs> so I don't know which came first to chicken the word, or the, the egg. The word of the week is calamities. <laughs> yes, it is. So I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know if Uzi chased Rich the kid up the street first. I think that's second. Or I don't know if he punched him over the counter at Starbucks first. Well, that could have been first. I'm, I'm no first was definitely the pull up getting out the, the car. The pull up was first. That was first. Which what I don't understand is if the pull up happened at Copa's, how the fuck did they get to the Starbucks? Oh, that's the running. The Starbucks is across the street. Yeah, but he ran up the street, so that wouldn't make right. sense. But how the fuck did you get from Copa's and Starbucks down to the net? Yeah, true. <laughs> so he basically chased this nigga all around. Yeah, he, he <laughs> the rich the kid dogged them little off whites out. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so how did you get further? For, you know what I'm saying like from where you started at, and then ended up back over there. So yeah, I don't know what happened, man. But rich the kid looked like motherfucking Day Day running from uh, Baby D on next Friday. Yeah, running around the car and shit. <sighs> Doing motherfucking swim moves and spin moves and shit. Yeah, he he punched him over the counter. Definitely punched him over the counter. Rich said, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm a rich rapper. I don't deserve this." Yeah. <laughs> Nigga jumped over the counter, and started making lattes. Did you people the funniest part of the whole situation was? Funniest part of the whole situation, uh, that the white people didn't know if they could call the police or not. Dog, like <laughs> they're in Starbucks. He punches him over the counter. If you look at it, all the employees is just stuck. Like. Can we call the cops on we these niggas? Have racial this? sensitivity like, training like, this week. Like we just had the bullshit. I was like, we just had like, y'all got call Tuesday. the cops. Like, hello, hey, listen, we got a real situation <laughs> going on down here this time. Like, my I, and I was just on a tip. Like, yo, how the fuck does this happen on the like? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's, y'all are both performing. Or like, like 
<laughs> it just was so weird and random that it popped off right there yesterday. Let me ask you this because I know you know. What are they beefing over? All right. Uzi, as he normally does, and this is why he's off social media now, went on Twitter and was talking about young artists don't sign to a label. All they do is use you up and fuck you around and play games with your money and blah, blah, blah. So then Rich the Kid came on top of it and said, that's why you should have signed to Rich Forever. And Uzi said, nigga, I ain't signing for no 20000 Fuck you think this is. All right, yeah, I do remember that. So that's where it all started. So then they go back and forth, whatever, whatever. Then... I think Uzi said something about Rich in a freestyle or whatever the case may be. And then Rich made a whole song, the Dead Friends song. And then he put the video out to the shit. And basically, since that song came out, Uzi told several people that are in, like in his inner circle and people that I know, when Rich the Kid come to Philly, he got to get fucked up. This was back in like February. Whenever Rich the Kid come to Philly, he got to get fucked up, period. Like, I'll pay y'all, whatever. Rich the Kid got to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? If I'll do it myself, but he got to get fucked up. And true to his word, Rich the Kid got sucker punched and jumped over a counter and start making a uh, creme brulee. Yeah. So, so that's basically the origin, all of the shit. And, um, People that I know that I'm like good friends with in the entertainment industry tried to squash the shit. Apparently, nobody was interested in squashing it. Rich thought it was a game, and now Rich is a fucking track star. So, yeah, and a Starbucks employee. So he's multi talented, <laughs> rapper slash uh, track star slash Starbucks employee. I saw Rich the Kid put money up on IG. I'm like, yeah, he definitely got his ass. Yeah. Up. Like, <laughs> That's what you do when you take an L yeah, nowadays. These niggas, these niggas hating on me, you know what I'm saying? Thumbing through a check. Yeah. What the fuck did that got to do with you getting punched out? Yeah, it's pretty much And, how and it if he didn't run, it could have been way worse. It could have been a full-on world star moment. Yeah. I mean, it's just fucked up because, like, you in somebody's city. So... You got to... Niggas got to learn how to move out here. And it's just like, Rich, you probably 28, 30 years old. You should know better. Apparently, back when his name was Black Boy the Kid, somebody put his head through a plate glass window at a club in Atlanta for a similar getting too much mouth situation. So you haven't learned your lesson from then. Apparently, it was like six or seven years ago or some shit like that. So he's no stranger to getting hands and feet put on him, apparently. I wonder if these niggas ever have like emotional like when they buy themselves just like break down like have I have a nice good cry like yeah like I couldn't imagine just getting my ass whipped all the time like it just seems like it would like <laughs> that shit sucks physically and mentally that, <laughs> that just sounds terrible so it's like when you hear these stories like damn wait what happened to him oh no boy smacked him with a bottle in the club you like and then what my thing like, is always yeah. my thing is always the and then what? Like I be waiting to hear like, oh yeah, then they came back with the K and shot the shit up and seven people died. Like, but you it's never the and then what. And I'm not an advocate for violence. I am. But <laughs> my joint be. If you like, hit me with a bottle, you gotta kill somebody. Somebody that don't even got nothing to do with it. Like senseless violence. And I guess it's just because I live my life in such a manner. My joint is like why the fuck did you hit me? Like that's what, my thing. But what that's the hell thing. happened that you hit me with a bottle? That's my thing. Like too. you just said, they ran his head through a plate glass window. It's like what the fuck did this nigga <laughs> say? <laughs> I talk big shit. Ain't nobody ever <laughs> to me. But like, that's my thing. 
I treat everybody with respect. I got manners. I was uh, raised by a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. I got sense. I went to good schools. Don't put your hands on me, dog. Like, if we can't talk the shit out. If you put your hands on me, the next step is the yoppers. Like, we're pulling the mop sticks out, nigga, and mm. you're going to die. And I'm going to jail proudly. Keep your, Don't hit me with no bottle, dog. Don't put yeah, my nah, hand on a plate that, glass window, dog. But that's more so what I'm saying. It's like, what the hell did you do to get to these situations? <laughs> like, Uzi pulling up and jumping out of a car, whatever. That's not intimidating. All right, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd have came down and just rumbling right there real quick. Like, yeah. yo, like, order, order me the crab cake sandwich. <laughs> and I'd have came right there. handled my light work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> handle it. But it's like, if Uzi hop out with two pistols, talking about you, you bitch ass nigga, and dump a couple into <laughs> me, it's like, yo, what the fuck did you do to get this shit popping? <laughs> So it's like, yeah, when you hear these stories of so-and-so like, yeah, man, they, they kicked the nigga out of the highway and put him in the car and threw him out on the highway, it'd just be like, what? And then what? It's, and, and, it's no, and then what? And it's like, when you're in somebody else's city, granted, you know, you're going to have your little issues because, you know, that's the way nigga life is, is yeah. bred. You're just going to have stupid but issues. But the thing is, they didn't even boxy men. Like, really, like, it was like... It was a small crew of niggas, like six or seven people. Like, but his sec- the the most saddening part of it is his security just standing there, letting Rich run up the street. Like he, <clears throat> the security is bewildered. Like, Rich, why are you running? Like, what's going on here? And this nigga's just getting chased, uh, weaving around cars. Well, the thing with a security team, I, I I'd imagine, at least from watching Entourage, <laughs> is your security staff has plans. They have plan A, plan B, plan C for when, if you don't adhere to none of the shit, like Rich taking off running probably isn't in the plan. <laughs> That's not in none of the plans. So He's like, hold on, I got bullet points here from the security memo. It's like when a fucking quarterback scrambles out of the pocket <laughs> and takes off for a 30-yard run, and then he hit the offensive lineman for holding. He didn't know you was going left. <laughs> he, he's doing this play over here. Omaha, Omaha. Yeah, so it's like, you know, Rich taking off running. Of course the security is looking like... Nigga, where are you going? The fuck? <laughs> you know, motherfuckers would always ask me to do security. Like, Rye, all the motherfuckers, yo, you want you to do security for this? Do security? And I'd be like, no. Because <laughs> if Uzi pull up out the car, it's like, damn. Like, I was hoping we was just going to get some crab cake sandwiches <laughs> and fucking relax. I'm here for the free food. We just got off stage. Now I got to go outside and fight and, you know, all that. Like, no, that shit is... You security, God bless your heart. You know what I mean? Because nowadays with That's these niggas, job, man. it should just pop off in any goddamn moment. So that was Rich's day. Uzi's day fared a little bit better, actually. Yeah. Uzi whipped some ass. Uh, he performed uh, on the South stage dressed like uh, Grace Jones. Yeah, he killed it. So that was that. And then uh, he went to Noto. Didn't uh, y'all have him last night? We had him last night. He went to Noto and danced to New Freezer. I saw that video. Oh, that was at Vanity. That was at Noto. Was Noto, okay. Then he came to Vanity after that and threw money on a bunch of light-skinned strippers for an hour and a half. Okay. He had a great day. Yeah, sounds lit. Shout out to Uzi. Man, that's what's up, man. All this beef in uh, hip-hop is like... Uh, Shit is crazy. And it's more so annoying. Like, because it don't even... like. Like the yesterday when we was on stage, we was talking about the best diss tracks ever, and it's just like the the this is like they had meaning to them. You know what I'm saying? Like it was real life conflict and issues. You know what I mean? You look at No Vaseline. That man was getting raped by his record label after he had wrote all them hits for him. You look at. Compton City G's and, and fuck with Dre Day. They had real issues over real money and yeah, royalties absolutely. to records. Dre had to leave and start Death Row with practically nothing from Priority. Like, they had real issues. Even, like, 
uh, Jay Z and Nas, like that shit had boiled to the point where it it went on for like years. You yeah. know what I mean? And back down with Fifty, like Fifty and Jai was really had a beating real each other up, problem. stabbing yeah. each other. Niggas was getting shot. Supreme shit. put a hit on Fifty. Like niggas was <laughs> wilding over that fucking Fifty Jai rule shit. <laughs> And it's like now these just you be like, what's the beef? Oh, he didn't like his tweet or he didn't retweet it. It just be like, man, what the fuck, man? Like this shit is just fucking nutty. The um, you just made me think about that shit when you said, oh, have you seen uh Chief Keith and uh oh and six nine six nine all of their shenanigans they going back and forth, man. Somebody killed it today. They said Chief Keith put the post up L A. Somebody was like six nine's next tweet. Hey yo, Treyway, we in, we in, we live in Nebraska right now. Y'all know how we get there. <laughs> he's literally chasing him around <laughs> yeah, the country, and he's just he back. Uh, what's the name? Is back in New Tekashi's York. Takashi's back in New York. He's back in New York. <laughs> and somebody tweeted, if this nigga Chief Keith posted in New York, I'm fucking done. Because they went from New York to L A. and now Takashi's <laughs> back in New York. Listen, right? We had. This is <laughs> Chief Keith isn't this active about his own career, but he's active about beef. We had the nigga booked for a concert after party April thirteenth. The nigga had two bags to pick up, and he just didn't show up because he was home playing Fortnite or whatever the fuck he was doing. Him and Takashi are beefing. This nigga's popping up everywhere Takashi is at looking for this nigga, mm-hmm. fiending for the smoke. Yeah. Please point me in the direction of the smoke. I want all of it. And Takashi's just wiggling his way out of this shit. Like he's the ultimate internet troll, man. And what are they beefing over? I don't even know. Exactly. They don't even know. Did you see the Takashi uh TMZ interview today? Yeah, I've seen that. I fucking cried. Joe, he did the social shit. Yeah. <laughs> I seen that shit, man. He said, "Hold on, it's freestyle. Hold on." They was like, "Yo, rap Tati." He's like, "No, no, no. I got some exclusive. This freestyle." Yeah. Bitches love so so. <laughs> They asked Chief Keith about the whole getting shot at shit the other night. He just did this. <laughs> I was like, Yo, these little niggas is monsters, man. Fucking DJ Academics had the best take on this shit. He said, man, niggas is shooting at buildings. Hoping- hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. That it falls on, that it falls on <laughs> Chief Keith. It kills him like fucking Acme yeah. Industries, man. What yeah. the fuck, the fun, I saw somebody tweet the uh this is when I knew you couldn't kill Chief Keith. Dude, he was on a Breakfast Club and Angela Yee was like Are you So you sixteen? Like no, I ain't sixteen. 300. I'm three hundred. <laughs> 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 Fucking Chief oh, Keith, man. Shit. 
But it's like, yeah, it's just so many stupid little beefs going on. And Takashi's trying to reel Dirk into the shit. He was on. Yeah, I heard about. He that. was on live with uh, with Dirk today, and I guess they're friends or whatever the case may be. And Takashi's like, nah, we fuck with you, bro. We fuck with you. But you know these other niggas, man, they not gonna disrespect my city. So I guess the keep Takashi is probably is starting shit with Chief Keith because of Finito, which is a five year old record at this point or four years mm-hmm. old. Because he said I'm riding through New York, finna go and blow. They was like, well, you didn't blow New Jersey up, so there goes that. Like, so they just like fishing for attention. Like the nigga Takashi must be trying to get 50 million followers or some shit, and it's yeah. working. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Like looking, and and I'm not an advocate of the older niggas that hate on the young ones. I saw a lot of older niggas today had a lot of little fly shit to say about Uzi, how he was dressed, yeah. and Rich the Kid, and all. Let I let them beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't for you. It ain't for you. Cool, you know what I mean. Niggas with the with the seven and seven eighths fitteds and uh yeah, like they that, that little nigga doing his thing. I mean, he had a packed fucking audience yesterday. Like, let both of them had good audiences. Let them yeah. niggas do what they do and make their money and you know do whatever. It's weird though, looking at this new generation at their lack of respect. On the flip side, for like like Jay Prince to us is like he's a authority. That's a god. He yeah. like Godfather status. But the young, you should see them in the comments. Or, or, like they like, oh, shut Man, the fuck up! Like that's, that's a bitch move. You cop out and this and that, and <laughs> yo, it's crazy. I'm like, yo, this nigga like kills people. Yeah, like, like Jay Prince, you tied <laughs> to a bumper, drove drove over some cobblestone. Yeah, like. By niggas that you thought you was cool with, no less. Like, like my folks, I, I play poker with, like be with his son and shit. Like they into a bunch of off the wall. Like, like they, like they really like they heavy down there. Yeah, but they be out here too. They be everywhere. So it's like, <laughs> my, but my thing is watching Jay Prince say this thing, and me just being who I am. I understood him and respected him, and like he make a lot. Of, and then when he did the whole pigs turn into hogs and hogs get slaughtered, yeah, my, it's like my, my partner slash my boss John Meehan says it all the time. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. He says it to me all the time. Let's just make X Y Z amount of money and do it consistently. Let's not try to shoot our load, and the next thing we know, we fucking we bust our bank out, and now we don't got no fucking money. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. He says it to me every single week. So when I heard it, I'm like. Absolutely, yeah, it made a lot of sense. It made to all me. the sense in the world. It's like, yeah, he got a fucking point. It's like y'all gonna burn yourself out to where no one wants to hit. Like, and that's kind of where I like, I would like, and this is the weird part. Motherfuckers, like, oh, he he got to respond by this. He got to respond by that. It's like, Shot clock. if the shit's been going on for seven years, seven eight years, <laughs> and you've gotten to the point now where you got. A dish like an actual. He put the freestyle out. It's one hundred percent about Pusha T. This ain't no song where he just mentioned you once or two times. He made a diss about you, and Pusha T has now made a diss track about him. What more do you want out of the whole situation? Yeah. Like Ether and uh, Takeover, the shit boiled and bubbled up. Jay was saying little slick shit on verses. Remember Jay did the uh, Joan on Bleaks. Uh. Uh. Was it Marcyville? No, nah, Bleak first album. Um. Well, Bleak fired the first shot. The first shot came from Bleak. Yeah, your lifestyle is written with who you supposed to be. And then Nas said, you want a ball till you fall, I can help, help you with that. that. Yeah. In fact, it was that song. You want to, uh, like I ain't the nigga that sold five mil. What did your joint go? Right. Excuse me, nigga, don't confuse me. Right. I ain't one of you rappers who got to do They always was throwing a little yeah. slick shit back and forth with each other. But when Jay got on Summer Jam stage and said, as Nas, nice. he, he don't want to withhold. Then September, he dropped Takeover. It's like, oh shit, he's... What's He's up, not Nas? playing. <laughs> then Nas dropped Ether December 4th. It was like, ah, Jay shouldn't have done that. And the, 
like in most people's eyes, it's like, all right, we saw it. They got their shit off. Nas won. When Jay did super ugly, and it was just like, no, yeah. this this. All right, y'all y'all got to be friends now. My issue with Pusha's record, the the story of Adion, is that it feels <laughs> and looks too much like super ugly. That was my only issue. I don't have no ulterior motive as a Drake fan or none of that shit because I love Pusha also, but I can also spot bitterness. And I can call bullshit and certain people's shit. And the fact that you've been throwing little pebbles at this fucking glass for all of this time. And then now the owner of the house has finally decided to respond and on your terms. But now you don't want to talk about what you originally wanted to talk about. Right Now you want to switch gears and talk about some other shit. Now that he's proven himself to be a formidable foe on a... Lyrical duel mm-hmm. Head to head Now you don't want to be Lyrical no more Now you want to sling mud Yeah And a, f- a few of the people Like intelligent friends That I have That I really respect Like they just Acumen as humans Are all saying the same thing You like, and me no, had the conversation yeah, That like, night Like no I ain't rolling with that joint Like it's just I keep it all the way live with you When I heard it I was depressed because Pusher better than that. Yes. That was it. Like when I, when, when motherfuckers was all going crazy, I had literally just got off work. Motherfuckers was going ape shit on Twitter. Oh, Pusher killing this Joan, Pusher killing. I'm like, oh, bet. I literally was, I told y'all, I was riding around listening to Lord Willing. Yeah. I had listened to Lord Willing going to work. And then when I got off, I was still, I was literally playing, uh, got caught damn <laughs> when I realized the shit had happened. Right. So I get right on the flunk flex, Joan, boom, boom. I turn it on. It went off and I'm just like, I felt empty after That's, And I'm just like Push way better than this Like, the like And I was on the job Like this ain't lyrical Like this ain't Push yeah. Like really talking His normal God flow yeah. That he normally has The song itself Has no artistic integrity However As the week has gone on I've changed my stance A little bit Because A nigga mentioning your girl You can't tell him How to respond when that line is crossed and it don't matter if Drake mentioning her was an artistic shot or not, or just some clever rapper shit. It doesn't matter because as a man, you got to hear that shit. When you go home, you going to let this nigga put my name in a song and you not going to say nothing. Where's your response record? Like he got to live with that shit. Yeah. I, you more so was on it. I didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with anything. Pusher said it's a diss. I've heard way worse yeah. shit in diss trackers. Do you ever listen to the bridges over? Like Roxanne Shantae only good for fucking like, like them niggas was wild in the eighties. So it's like, I don't give a fuck about what you say in a diss record. My thing is when it went off, I was like, I've heard push rap so much better than that. Yeah, we just heard it on Daytona. We just heard you rap better than this. And and that's my joint. It's like for Drake to do all them double and triple flips. Like even nobody cares about that. Crazy part is, and again, I don't really know none of these motherfuckers, and I don't really care about their lives. And motherfuckers had to explain to me because I was like, when did Drake? This is his wife, and they was like, let it ring on you, like Virginia Williams. I'm like, that's his wife's name. I'm like, oh okay, cool. Because I, you know, I. I would have court that Right But it's just like Yeah when you got all these Double and triple flips In your joints And there's no malice in your heart You're an approachable dude And all of these different joints It's like I really thought Pusher Was about to like Lyrically float on you Yeah Because I personally think lyr- Lyrically 
Pusher is as good, if not better, when yes, he wants to be. Absolutely. I grant I, I think rap and Drake is better than all these niggas. But <laughs> Pusher is good and has the 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 history yeah. behind him to where it's like, no, Pusher been hot and been hot for fucking yeah. a decade. He's an excellent rapper. So when I heard it, it's like this is like some Jerry Springer, like Wendy Williams. Yeah, it was, type a, it was shit. like some TMZ shade room shit. And I'm just like, nah, the Pusher, like, and that's where like people don't understand what I was trying to say the other day about the whole super ugly. I use that as a reference. Yeah. When you heard Takeover. Right. And a lot of people, you know, I guess they just don't remember whatever. Takeover wasn't even about Nas. It was a mob deep disc. Yeah. And he said, as Nas, he don't want to withhold. He didn't even have the third verse yet. Yeah, no. The third verse didn't come till September. Yeah. So, then Nas put the joint out, hit the freeway, shoot through, through members with money bags, bags, all that shit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, when Jay put out Takeover and you, you living off the fame, uh, the one CD in five years, nigga, I can divide us one every one, one CD in ten years, nigga, I could divide yeah. us one every let's say two. And two of them shits was one was mm, nah, the other was Illmatic. That's the one like it was really him just showing off, like yeah. nigga, you can't fuck with me. And I'm I'm the illest right now. Yeah. He was dancing on that track. But then when you hear super ugly, nigga, me and the boy AI got more in common. I was like, like hey, you rapping and you like, reeling other niggas into it. it. It was just like, nah, Jay, this ain't it. And I took Dame said he was pissed. Dame said he was on a plane and landed like what the fuck is this like you can't even get that back now you know what I mean so it's like to me that's sort more so what I thought of the Adion joint was like it's like some super ugly shit and I just really thought Pusher was about to be on some like no Vaseline type shit like just rapping like tearing it out the fucking room and it wasn't and when they said it was on the story of OJ beat I already knew I'm like yeah nah this isn't gonna (laughs) go where I thought it was gonna go with that being said I feel like Pusher won for a couple of different reasons. One, Drake has officially waved the white flag. The OG told him to stand down. He's out of it. It's over. How do you feel about that? Because that's where we originally started. I mean, the whole thing is this. We come from the era of when you had a real OG or a real old head, you take heed you have to, to what listen. They, you have to listen. Because it's no old heads left, a young motherfucker going to say, oh, you want some bitch shit, blah, 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 because they don't have no structure in their life. So to me, if your old head say stand down, whether it be your dad or your uncle or somebody that looked out for you, you stand down. Did you see, you made me think about it, did you see the young girl that got shot a couple weeks ago, 17-year-old? They were shooting, 17-year-old girl got killed, and a 16-year-old boy got shot. But they weren't the intended targets. They were just like getting out of the oh, car. Oh, I heard about that. I heard about that. The girl who got killed, her grandfather works in my depot, right? Shout out uh, Barry, man. Sorry for your loss. Uh, Barry, cool as shit. Coolest yeah. Jamaican dude you ever fucking meet in your life. But that was his granddaughter. So he's been out, you know, they dealing with the funeral, dollars, Jen, whatever. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, how the fuck does that happen? Because I was telling Love and Carl, I'm just like, one of the older ju- dudes who's respected is supposed to step in like, look, whatever dumbass beef you little niggas got, that sh- you, it can't happen here. Like, if de- civilians yeah. can't get in the midst of this. Right. And that's the problem with a lot of this shit that go on. It's nobody to tell these little niggas, yo, stop. Yeah, it's no structure to it. Yo, it's relax. No, there's no authority. It's no nothing. They just out here just wilding out, doing Like, I remember back want. in the day, I, I keep the names out of it, but one of my close homies had got robbed by some niggas around the way or whatever. And he was like, it, this, it, like, he had a bunch of people in South Philly that were like, you know, played a lot of games and shit. So they came through Penrose and this whole war almost ensued. Yeah. And like the older niggas got like everybody to meet at the park. And I remember I was like a baby and I'm just like in the midst of this shit. And it's just like watching it all just literally come to where it was like handshakes. And that shit ended it was just like, 
Hmm. Could have been a bloodbath. Right. But cooler head. Everybody go their own way. And it's yeah. like, as you get older, you realize like, damn, like hood niggas be having the ability to save lives. Yeah. Like they be having the ability to like keep the community from actual ruin. Yeah. But a lot of these motherfuckers just don't step in and don't exercise. But that's the reason why Chicago is in the state that it's in and has been for the last 10, 12 years because all the OGs are in the feds doing 99 years. Yeah. Like I was talking to somebody. literally nobody that put their foot down and say don't do this da da da. So if you 14 and you got five bodies you the the OG now. Somebody was hit hit me earlier about the whole um, Jay Prince stepping in like I told him no that's dead we done with that you know and I'm like well you gotta look at it from this angle the Drake and the Pusher shit has going on now for seven eight years if you wanna add in the shit with Lil Wayne it's going on for 12 13 that was 06 you know what I mean so it's like this whole thing has been brewing for a pretty long time so you gotta look at Pusher T and who he is right I can't speak globally but I know Guinea wise, he's the man. You know what I'm saying? In Virginia, it's it's him and and Pharrell and and AI. And, and, and AI. <laughs> like they they the guys and playing his brother Malice. You know, like they hold a lot of weight. So it's like they move and shake. And then he's got his good music affiliation with all of them over there. Chains, Kanye, Sean, everybody. Yeah. He's connected. Drake is the biggest motherfucker in the game, and not just pop. Drake, the literally, biggest artist. Period. Drake literally got Baca and all them wild ass Toronto niggas. He got Jay Prince and all the Houston niggas. Like he got Wheezy and all the like. It, it just he's so connected. Where it's like nothing good can happen from this situation now. Yeah. He said his piece. He said his piece. Only thing that can happen now is one of y'all literally disrespect somebody to the point where it's like. But now I gotta kill this the Yoppers gotta come out, yeah. and now we got a whole East Coast West Coast shit, and it's like. I can understand Jay Prince like nigga. He said we ain't worked this hard for for this bullshit. Yeah, you made a hundred M's last year. You think I'm about to throw that away so somebody that's with you could kill somebody that's with him or or worse kill him? And then now we got an indictment on all of us. Like yeah, and it's like you really got to step back and really like I got I love life. So Beef I, is you bad know. for business. Period. That but, shit but is this, cute on but the record thing, and all the thing of that with shit. Hip, the thing with hip hop is they have made it seem like beef is what makes hip hop, what sells. Nah, and it's nah, like, nah, dog. It's so much dumb shit that happens behind these beefs. It's like, yes, East Coast, West Coast was the shit. Biggie made a classic. Pac made a classic. It was a lot of merch sold. Niggas went on tours. Y'all don't realize niggas was drinking pee yeah. in the <laughs> background. <laughs> niggas was drinking piss in the background. Fucking police officers have been indicted. Niggas Biggie was, and Pac is dead. Suge is in jail for niggas the rest of was getting, life. Niggas was getting addresses beat up out of them. Where Puffy Mom live? Yeah. Like beating address out of nigga. Like, and and all you saw was the forefront. Like, oh, kicking the door is hot. Same with John Fifty. Damn, yeah. Fifty dropped the classic. John had good music. You don't realize niggas was getting stabbed. Fucking Irving them almost went down for life. Like yeah. nigga, like lives <laughs> be getting fucked up behind. Look at. Tion flip like them beefs them shits can go left in a hurry and like you seen Drake and Meek where it wasn't even like a disrespectful we gonna try to kill you beef but it literally got to the point where when Drake came here to perform it's a hundred thousand dirty niggas standing at the at the gate like why he won't come out here it's like y'all looking for like Drake not (laughs) looking for smoke he just played your man and then went on about his business because that's how kind of a person he is but it's like beef look at uh Beans and Kiss, they like adamant about they always talk about it in all the interviews. We thank the Lord that neither one of us got close to eat the other person during our little beef. Cause somebody would have died. Yeah, somebody would have died, somebody would have been in jail for life. 
Y'all niggas cool now. Bean says Styles got him to stop smoking cigarettes. Like, he straight helped my life out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they cool, fam. Y'all at one point was going to murder each other over rat beef. It's the, listen, niggas, it's the <laughs> stupidest shit you could ever get into. It's fun to have lyrical joust, j- jabbing and doing all of that shit back and forth. Yeah. But once it's, once that that disrespect line gets crossed, I respect Jay Prince stepping in like, all right, yeah, we, we cool on this. Because yeah, I mean, you a grown man, it's only but so much disrespectful shit you can get said. Like, realistically, to me, the shit about his mom wasn't that disrespectful. Shit about his dad wasn't disrespectful. Whatever. We, his dad's been known to wear them. Like, that's what I said the other day. Did y'all just find out his pop wear them suits? He been wearing them shits. You know what I mean? The shit about 40 was like, you cross the line. Like, damn, dog. Like, like, at that point, I'm like, I got two words for Drake. Russian hitman. Yeah. Like, a nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if my man got MS or uh, kidney failure or something, you t- we not rapping no more. Yeah. It's time to bring the Yappas out. And I see Where my fuckers, are you at? I see my fuckers the other day, like, oh, Pac, this prodigy for having a sickle cell. And I'm like, you know Pac got killed, right? You know Pac <laughs> was a fake-ass nigga, too, like, right? You he know, did a lot of crumb, nutty shit once he felt I, like he had a power base behind him I, I to do I said the other shit. day, I'm like, you know Pac got killed behind doing too much. Like, yeah, yeah, he came at Prodigy for having sickle cell. Yeah, yeah. He and yeah, he got his top pop. Yeah, he came at, oh, I fucked your bitch and all this shit. It's like, you know, Pac got murdered, though. Yeah. Like, and that's the part you, like, leave out when you be like, oh, Pac was super disrespectful. It's like, yeah, yeah but Pac, Pac Pac's got, dead and Pac gone. Pac got put in a box. Pac got put in a box not long after. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pac, this how, this how, this how much nut shit Pac Big got put in a box behind who shot you. Yeah. Which wasn't even, like, crazy, but it was just the fact that it was disrespectful the fact that Pop had got killed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, Pac had got shot. Like, it's just a joint. Like, you, it, it, once them lines get crossed where people really, like, y'all are looking for family members and all, like, yeah. the, you can't really come back from that. Yeah. It kind of got to stay over there to the point where a body has to drop and then motherfuckers like, yo, look. This we, shit is senseless violence. Farrakhan got coming. Farrakhan had to step in for 50 in game. Because it's like, yo, once a line gets somebody crossed, got somebody got beat up, somebody got shot in the ass, some whole other shit, like, and just like, like, where do we go from here? Like, you kill one of mine, I kill two of yours, you kill five of mine. Like, where do we go from here? But all I do know is all this shit is bad for business. But this how reckless and stupid Pac was being. Pac was so power drunk. He was in New York City. Nas pulled him to the side. Yo, I ain't got no problem with you. I fuck with you. I respect you. You a legend. Blah, blah, blah. Pac still talking shit. He goes back over to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, these niggas shook. Blah, blah, blah. Snoop like... You don't see these hundred niggas surrounding us? Mm-hmm. We could die today, right now in Central Park. Yeah. That mentality is what got him killed. Yeah. Because you out here thinking that you can press the line on anybody and all it takes is a snap of a finger and all of y'all would have been dead. You should snoop Daz, corrupt the whole dog, the whole dog pound like, eradicated. The same way y'all got 60 dirty niggas that just came home from the pen in LA, they got 60, 70 dirty niggas in Queensbridge that just came home from fucking up top that's looking for they just came home from Greenhaven. They looking for some fucking smoke. Nigga trying to earn a earn a presidential role. Who real I gotta shit. kill? Real shit. Who I gotta kill I, to I get fu- the conduct? I, I fuck with Snoop for Snoop saying about the whole night when they did the source awards. Um when Suge got on stage and, and came at Puff, like Snoop, like, is this nigga out of his fucking mind? He he like granted, yeah, we sixty motherfucking deep in here, death row deep as shit. But it's sixty Brooklyn niggas over there. It's sixty Harlem niggas over here. He's like, it's sixty Yonkers niggas up top. And Snoop, like, 
I'm doing the math. Like, yeah, it's 60 niggas from every section in New York, but all this shit New York. <laughs> and we from L.A. dissing New York in New York. We gonna get the button pressed on us tonight. And Snoop said, I got on stage and I said that shit. We know where the fuck we at. East Coast in the house. We know what's up. Y'all ain't got no love for us. Let it be known. We don't give a fuck. We know where we at. We on the East Coast. We in New York. East Coast in the motherfucking house. And Snoop said, I said that. And that literally got us enough time. Like, get out of the building. We ain't going to fuck y'all <laughs> up right now, but y'all got to go. He's like, and we got the fuck out of there. And he's like, I looked at shit completely different after that. Like, nigga, I don't give a fuck how much bravado, how much motherfucking moxie you walk around with. Don't put me in no situation yeah. where, the, like, they could have straight trampled us. Like, dead ass. They, did you see when they showed the Wu-Tang? Wu yeah. Niggas was, the nigga was in the crowd with a ski mask and a sword. Chilling like this. Like, you not trying to deal with that tonight. He had a ski mask with two swords on his back in the crowd. Like at an, ninja, ninja gated. At, an, at a fucking event. Like, at a at an award you ain't show. Gonna make a, you ain't going to check your swords in, bro? No, <laughs> I ain't checking you, shit. They ain't make you give up the swords. They ain't make you give up the ninja size or none of that shit, huh? You got the stars and everything. And it's like, you don't want to deal with that so it's like yeah like in those situations you got to understand that once a line gets crossed it's only bad that can happen so everybody like oh i'm waiting on drake response probably ain't getting it yo and i respect uh, him for respecting jazz prince enough to be like yo yeah that joint that's that shit is super over y'all need ogs man y'all need like yeah I, I ain't even talking about like street drug dealers because i don't be giving a fuck about that shit anyway y'all just really need dads y'all need uncles y'all need grandfathers y'all need somebody from somewhere that been through something in their life that's smart enough to know what's a good decision and what's a bad decision because a lot of y'all be unapologetically making bad fucking decisions i, I feel like just in in general it's a lot of y'all that just look for smoke that it you don't need like for perfect example this really happened I'm not making this shit up the other day right due to my at my job shout out G man hope he get better and shit he driving the bus 33 he comes through the light at 19th and College Wall like you know where Gerard yeah, and all yeah. that shit. he come the light is green a car takes the fuck off out of the like he was double parked like I mean a uh, park like on the side like yeah. sitting on the side just takes the fuck off and runs the light. Bus hits him, T-bones him. Bull, who, like, his fan, like, his, his, his family out there and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because, like, they on a block or whatever. Dude runs the fuck down. Like, why the fuck you hit my nephew? Breaks the door down on the bus and runs on the bus and starts rumbling with the driver and shit. He, gee, like, whole time, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm in shock just now because of the accident. Yeah. But it's like, I want to get up to help the nigga. Yeah. And the bull gets out the car. The nephew, like, unk, chill. Like, I, I ran a light. That was my fault. And the unk, steady wilding. These niggas rumbling. Mind you, the glass came out the bus. The glass came out the door. Ugh. So they covered in blood. I mean, it's blood all over the fucking front of the bus. Blood all over both these niggas. Rumbling, tussling, all this shit. Take them to the motherfucking hospital. Bull gets locked up. And I'm just like, for what? For what? He ran the light and got hit. That's what happens when you run yeah. a light. It's like you say all the time. Something that you got burned in my brain is accidents happen when people fuck up and try to fix shit. Or when people just being negligent and being stupid. And that event, he was just totally fucking negligent. That's his fault. He got to eat that. His little Buick Century, it's over for that. It is what it is. Even if a fucking bus hits you and the bus is at fault. When I've been in a couple accidents. When accidents happen, y'all get out. Y'all exchange information. You okay? No, I'm not okay. I'm going to call 911. Yeah. 
like there's no reason for you to come running and bust down doors and but start. You know who you know who bust down doors and start trying to rumble and shit like that? Niggas with no insurance. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like just niggas with no purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like I see a lot of shit that gets done out here and it be niggas with no purpose. Yeah. Like all these shootings and all these killings, it's just niggas that's just out here with weapons. That's it. Because when you get to the root of the whole shit, it's like, wait, what, what was the reason they were sh- over four hundred dollars? What was the reason they were shooting? It dumb shit. So it's like I see enough of this shit and I be telling y'all like I see like the worst of it being in like and I don't be trying to play North Philly because my grand my dad from North Philly my yeah. grandpa like my whole family real talk is from North Philly and I make jokes like with AO and shit like yeah. we just what we do they talk about Southwest we talk about North but being in some of these like little pockets where it's just like I, it, it, you you just be like damn perfect no I swear to God I'm not making this up chick is on the bus the other day she get on dirty flip flops rag on her head you know standard you know what I'm saying look a mess type shit she got the phone up like this but she trying to pay and she got her son My, she got a son young boy maybe two cause he walking but not yeah. super walking so she walking with him whatever. She puts him down to cut. She like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go put him down, and then she put him down. Come back up to pay. She on the phone. This is the phone conversation I hear while I'm dr- I'm driving. She's standing next to me paying. She on the phone. She like yeah no. Nah, that's why I be telling you why you fuck with all these different niggas. I get perks from two motherfuckers because they legit. Rest of these niggas be on turkey time. You know how many times I got burnt walking up the niggas yo who got perks and they sell me some bullshit. Fuck out of here. My perk niggas is legit and I'm like. Shorty, ma'am, like and she, like she loud as shit, right? And and I'm looking at like young boy, like, damn, like like she cold, like don't even care that it's middle of the day. Why you ain't at work? Whatever. She just on the phone talking about who she get perks from this and the third. So then she go back, she sit down, she on the phone again. Yeah, what I gotta do to drop the charges? No, nah, me and my baby father cool now. Like it's good, it's all straight. What I gotta do? Send a letter to the judge? All right, that, look, if I gotta send a letter, I, I, I can't go down there. And I'm just like, yo, her her situation is in shambles. I say it all the down. time, man. You know, sometimes you get in the bullshit because you a bullshit bitch, like, and, 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 or just and, a bullshit person. Period. And like, my my biggest thing is, I'm just looking at young boy. Like you gotta grow up You gotta like, live you with gotta this Like you gotta deal with this shit 24-7 Yeah Like damn Like yo Some people get dealt a bad hand man It only I, it, You get a bad hand You can fold that John I play enough poker to know that The problem be When you get the bad hand And you be like Call <laughs> That's when the bullshit starts You know what I'm saying I'm keeping it a bean like, That was a perfect analogy <laughs> yeah. for that. But it's like You get dealt a bad hand Fold that shit See, like, it's fucked up, but y'all, like, the six-year-olds got to, like, look, mom, I'm moving out. Because right. you want some bullshit. I can't take this Where shit. Where's Nana house at? Real hey, talk. Drop me off at Nana house with all my shit. But uh, that whole you get dealt a bad hand joint, I know dudes who had it all set up for him and fucked it up. Yeah. And on the flip side, like, my man Steve, he in the city now. Uh, he, um, I told you, he worked for Netflix. Got, like, a corporate job for Netflix. Yeah. I, I ain't getting into his whole situation because, you know, ain't the place. But, man, I'm talking about, like... Fucking the kids off the wire bad. You know what I'm saying? Like he just like Mike off the wire. Like he had a fucked up situation. Right. And he made it. Good. But he wanted that. Right. And he understood what was right and what was wrong. Yeah. And that be the thing. It's like these motherfuckers be so influenced by Oh shit, Uzi Chase Rich the Kid. He lit. When in all actuality, 
Uzi could have came down there and got hit in the face with a two by four. Really? And it, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a such thing as playing with niggas that's not playing with you. Or pushing energy onto somebody who got the same or worse energy than you got. And then now you got a whole calamity. And then three motherfuckers die. And then they like, man, this is some stupid ass internet bullshit. Like, I remember I remember when I uh, went to Pepper, right? Middle school and shit. And uh, you, you didn't go to Pepper, did you? No, I Which, went to Hamilton. Okay, cool, yeah. But you know, they was all the same shit. Tilton, yeah. Turner, Pe- Pepper, all that shit. So Pepper lunchroom was big and it was on the basement. And it'd be a lot of motherfuckers. And it was always some silly shit, fights, people arguing, shit, whatever, whatever. And I remember like Bulls, I was around at the time. It was a kid in the class. I'll never forget his name. His name was Shinars. That was like the weirdest name I ever heard, but I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. But the nigga threw a milk at it. He was like, watch this. Bow! And hitting with a chocolate milk. And... Motherfuckers thought it was funny And me being who I was at 12 Was like No that's not funny The fuck you do that for And The bullshit Norris was like Considered I guess a nerd Like he was like Like he was like Kind of a geeky kid yeah. and shit And He's like you don't get fucked up After school He said that to him Like all hype And they was all laughing and shit And he was talking I'm a beat his fucking ass He tried me Cause the shit was going out On the ramps after school Alpha okay. ramp and delta ramp yeah. And we get out and it, like, mind you, I, the whole time we knew Shinar, he was just like a nerdy, quiet kid. Yeah. So school getting out, it's me and Turk. Me, shout out Malik. Me and Turk walking out of the building. I'd forgotten all about that shit from lunch with, with with smoke. That's who threw the milk at him and shit. We get out to the fucking Delta ramp. You see all the kids jumping around, all hype and shit. I'm like, oh shit, they rumbling. We run out the motherfucking door. We get out there. Smoke is laid the fuck. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, he's laid out, and you see Shinaris like bouncing on his tippy toes. Karate size, this nigga. Turns out he was like a third degree black belt, and like he was competing in like karate competitions and doing all shit. And I'm like, this nigga almost got his neck broke out <laughs> just just on some trying to be funny at. Lunch for no fucking reason And it's like That's how fast You could be In a situation Where a motherfucker Could rip your fucking head off yeah. and, and and then you look back Like For what? Like there was no reason To do this yeah, dumb I, should, I probably shit. shouldn't have did that Probably should have just <laughs> Drunk my milk <laughs> You know what I'm saying? My bones yeah, well, would be a I little got, stronger I got weak bones And yeah. I got my ass <laughs> Yeah And it's like I, That happens a lot In the streets And motherfuckers can't stop it Because somebody like me Who's not a street nigga Can't tell them Yo XYZ You know what I'm saying It's just It's the way it works It's like Motherfuckers almost Gotta go through The dumb shit Just to go through it yeah. You know what I'm saying You know what I thought Was dope the other day Young boy came up to me Out front of Roxborough And you know them kids Be acting a fucking A uh, donkey out there They be acting a fool Young boy came up to me Like in the midst of that Like yo I'm getting ready To graduate And like I'm just trying To figure it out Like um, how how young how old you gotta be to like drive? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you gotta be 21 here. But I'm like, you can get on at places and like go. He was like, yeah, man. Like I've been thinking about getting my CDL. I ain't really say nothing to my homies because they be like playing around and shit too much. And I'm like, oh, you get your CDL, you guarantee yourself 60, 70 grand every year. Like that's at a bare minimum. Like right. I haven't made under 60 grand and. I can't remember. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you depend. Oh man, I, I used to drive for Walmart. Like all that shit. Like uh, you know, you can literally just you gonna have a guaranteed check. You go get a CDL. You right. know what I'm saying? And he like yeah, because I really just don't think college for me. And it's like I really ain't got nobody to talk to because our, our counselor just be on bullshit. And I, me and Youngboy had like a whole little good conversation. I'm thinking he like doing this shit to be smart or playing. Yeah, but he yeah. was he was like sincere with it. Like you know what I'm saying? And he he's like yeah, man, I keep you posted. You know because he he like you could tell like the school year ending. 
you know, he trying to figure. I'm about shit to up. graduate, and, and and it's fucked up because the black households. It ain't like okay, you graduated now. Let's try to, you know, figure it out with you. It's like all right, what the fuck you doing? Because you yeah. in the way. You ain't paying no rent. It ain't like, oh, I'm gonna go work for my father or my grandfather company or some shit like that. It's like, nigga, you better you need to need to start kicking in or and, and that's or another and that's out. another issue that we don't never really get into. It's like in the black community, when you turn eighteen, you like a liability. And that man, talk let's talk about it. Let's let's get it, let's really talk about it. And it's like that further pushes these kids to start trapping and kicking in doors yeah. and doing all this dumb ass shit because they like, I gotta find a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom told me I'm in the way. I I'm doing I gotta figure something out. And it's like ain't really no opportunities and they don't really know where to find an opportunity. Real yeah. talk, an opportunity could hit them in the face. They wouldn't even know. So it's like Straight up. And I'm like Talking to Yumbo Really like me Like I'm like All these little niggas Out here Slap boxing Doing weird shit And it's one Just like yo, I, I just want to talk To like an older And you could tell Ain't got no pop and pro- no uncles, uncles probably all smoke the fuck out doing weird shit, whatever. Yeah. So it's like he just ain't got a motherfucker. It was just him telling me that like I ain't never heard a seventeen year old come up to me like I'm just trying to figure it out and yeah. I, I need somebody I can rap with. And it's just like, damn. Like the 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 big issue is that you know we have not necessarily just us, but through different police involvement and bad decisions. And it's like a number of factors that go into it. We've created these broken communities that these young kids are being forced to grow up in where they don't even have no sort of like upward mobility or, or nothing that they can definitely point to in their lives. That's going to help pull them up or point them in the right direction. Because even when you like in school, you got guidance counselors and shit like that, but it ain't mandated that you gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's almost like you gotta go upon request or it's, it's, like, it's like like a um I forgot what they call it. Like a um like an elective. Yeah. Like that's how kinda like yeah, it is. So it's like, yo, if you if it, you know, it's information out there, but they not being given the right information to you know, unless you go to like a vocational school, you're not even being given the right information yeah. from 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 on what the next steps are for you. Mm-hmm. Because if a kid don't have no interest in college, they damn near like washing their hands of you when you turn 18. Like, well, you ain't going to college. We don't know what the fuck to do to you. And it's like, why? Like, it's not like that in these other communities. Like, fucking a Mexican kid might be getting taught a trade by his father or his uncle or whatever, carpentry yeah. or fucking wet sanding st- or whatever say, the fuck I say it all the time. It's be. like, why when you're 17 do you have to go to college? Why can't he just spend the next three years working in the elect- electrical field and try to become like a master electrician? Yeah, and then when he's 20 years old he making $147,000 a year and now he can create his own fucking company and teach other young people the same thing and he's 21 years old with 50 employees some I read recently was like high schools need to stop worrying about English and social studies and science and fucking calc 2 and shit that you're never gonna use yeah. and start worrying about taxes start worrying about money CPR management. money management just shit you need what's crazy is yo I legit have met people who are parents that don't know CPR. And that's the scariest shit on earth to me because it's like, you have a baby. Yeah, fuck what the fuck do? do you mean you don't know CPR? I'll call the ambulance. You know the a- average ambulance response time? Like, yo, <laughs> what's crazy is it's like I watch kids that go to Roxborough get out of school and pick their kids up from the daycare center down the street. That's nuts. And it's just like, damn, you in school and not even learning that shit. 
And it's like, how the fuck is it? How, how haven't we changed the curriculum yet to where it's like you're really trying to nurture and make these because, kids better? Because it's the same shit like where in, uh, in in D.C., certain shit gets put on the dockets for Congress and for the Senate because of lobbying and money that's being spent. So whoever the fuck is out there on some fucking dumbass calculus math board or whatever is pushing some agenda through the school system that you got to teach you know, this is the curriculum that you need to be teaching or whatever because they fucking selling all of the textbooks or whatever and they spending X, Y, Z amount of money with the school boards and shit like that. So that's what the fuck we teaching yeah. these kids instead of usable life skills that's going to give them a craft or a trade or a way to fucking earn income when they are <laughs> 17, 18 years old, which a lot of these kids need money because they got kids and they got responsibilities and come from broken homes and like shit like that but it ain't no way for them to to right size themselves or to fucking fix their shit because they just going to if you go to a college prep school and then you don't go to college you you're you failed yeah pretty the much the educational system has failed you like yeah. you're fucked like if you don't go to college but you went to a college prep school now what because you got all this useless information in your fucking head and you can't do nothing but go work at the fucking gap or be a waiter at Chili's I had to join I deleted it But the guy was saying Like the shit that they need To teach in school yeah. For these young kids And it's like Yeah how the fuck Do you not learn Money management In 2018 Like how do you how, Yo I meet kids <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny That don't They aren't like Computer literate Like yes. they don't know How to like Type up a resume Yeah they have and A I'm fucking here. iPhone And all they doing Is going on Instagram And fucking texting with it Yeah and it's just like Damn like We we It's a vicious cycle Yeah And uh, we can't unpack it Completely Not right. in two hours You know what I mean So it's not like Ten hours Yeah really Yeah <laughs> but I do feel like Some of it is like Taking Responsibility And understanding Like young boy The other day That take a lot yeah. For you to just walk Cause I could have been on some Hey yo what the fuck out of here Like I'm on Fuck I got two trips nigga I'm on vacation <laughs> right. Cause it was my last I could have yeah. been on some that But for him to come up And I told him I'm like look You know I, I'm I'm on the nine For this pick And next pick And I'm on a 48 I told him my name You know what I'm saying My account number and yeah. shit I was like yo You ever You know what I'm saying Just come through the depot If you went on You know yeah. what I'm saying Like and I was just like That was dope To hear a young 17 year old like I'm not trying to go to jail. I'm not right. trying to be in some bullshit where I'm getting my head cracked open. I just want to like have a nice life and work and try to get me a family and a house. And that's the tip. He was like sincere with it. And I'm just yeah. like, it's fucked up that he like, I'm a stranger. He got to go to a complete stranger to try I to never get seen this young boy. Yeah. But it's like, he seen, I mean, I've seen it because he yeah. catch, he get on the charter or whatever. But it's like the fact that he can't go to his dad. He can't go to his grandpa. He can't go to, you know, I guess no OGs, and that's the part you was talking about. Like, y'all not respecting Jay Prince because y'all don't understand what the fuck an OG is. Yeah. Like, an old head is someone you can really go to in a situation like, yo, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed like to do. If, I don't know I, how to move If I've been situation. in 10 situations and this, old, and this old head then gave me 10 proper solutions to my problems, when he comes to me and tell me, yo, stop, don't entertain that, I'm not entertaining it. Like, I don't give a fuck what y'all think. I don't give a fuck about y'all memes on the internet, none of that shit. I'm going to listen to my old head. Like, perfect example, my favorite movie of all time is A Bronx Tale. And if you you watch The Bronx yeah, Tale, you've seen A, a million Bronx times. Tale, right? Sunny Straight Tulsa see stay the fuck away from them to the point where he had to snap on them if i catch y'all around him right. i'm fucking y'all up 
And you see what happens. Next thing you know, these motherfuckers burning up in a car. Yeah. And see, like, damn, Sonny saved my life. Sonny's life was already over from when he f- killed the bull for Carmine. Right. Sonny knew his, he knew his shit was already made, yeah. but he was trying his hardest to just right wrongs. And he would tell, why the fuck you chasing bull? He owe me $10. So the fuck what? The fuck is $10? It cost you $10 to get him the fuck out your life. Leave that nigga alone. Yeah. To the point where he seen bull again, hey, I ain't worried about you. Because my old head said chalk that shit. Yeah. And it's like, that's really what, and Sonny, a, Career criminal. What they call it? A recidivist. Right. Word of the week might be recidivist. But at the end of the day, he knows that beef, well, going back to what we said before, beef is bad for a business. You you get nothing out of it. You get nothing out of it. He burnt you for $10. It cost you $10 to not have to deal with him no more. That's yep. a win. It was so many jewels dropped in Bronx Tale, yo. Many. Jesus Christ. It's too many. Man. But like, yeah, that shit, I always thought of, think about that when like, that movie like dog like an older gentleman who really really know what's up he'll tell you yo watch like and shout out shiz that's my old head gs he he did that for me maybe i say like 06 07 i was about to get into a situation with some money like putting some money up or something, and he straight came to me like yo cool out and it was like his fault and he like nah because he, right. he gonna put you through the ringer and i don't want to see you go through it sure enough maybe like four months later the irs had him in all these fucking all this limbo and i'm just like damn like i can't do nothing but respect him forever for that because he straight told me yeah. don't do that don't put no money into that shit you just you just you, you just gonna get yourself in a headache yes, he's like i like that could come from. and i literally met him that summer right. he was like i fucks with you you're a cool ass young boy you don't need the headache stay away from that dumb shit and i saw where it went yeah. that shit is real and yeah you need Dudes like that to just come around and be like, "Cool out! You yeah. getting way too much money for this stupid ass shit. Stop." Yeah, like any any older nigga and and women too. Like niggas need to start listening to women because women to tell you and that's a perfect joke. Kanye was talking about in there. Like you ever had your wife tell you like, "Yo, you gonna fuck the money up? Sit your dumb ass down yeah. and you still do it and like go against what she say and then you got her looking like an asshole like. Listen to your women and listen to your old heads. Yeah. And if you don't have none, get you some women and get you some old heads. My girl done told me on 80 different occasions certain things, and I just be like, damn, like, she young. Like, how the fuck she know? Like, but they just have an intuition that just. Yeah. And it save you a ton of fucking headaches. It'll save you a ton of problems and, and a ton of headaches. <laughs> like, any, any man I meet that's like older than like 24 that be like I ain't I ain't worried about wife and I'd be like Yo, you're retarded yeah but you are absolutely retarded you need to take a re- retardation <laughs> test you might be clinically retarded what they say back in the day LD you're you're LD <laughs> you need that like you need that balance you need yeah. that balance from your lady you need that balance from your your older people in your yeah, life you need to p- people need to you need to have a council in your life people be on some lone wolf shit don't want to talk to nobody don't want to listen to nobody like, and, yo, and I can get like that at some times but I still have certain people that I talk to about Various certain things that like I'd be like, yo, am I tripping? But such such such, such uh, this is a situation like my grandpa just turned ninety eight, ninety eight years old, and he get annoying just like all our family do. It's just yeah. what it is. But there be times where I go over there just to talk with him. We ain't even gotta be talking about shit, but just to hear a hundred year old perspective on shit, yeah. just because it puts you in the proper perspective. When like I be thinking life is hard or shit is going on, my grandpa straight will tell me about how. He grew up in Monroe, North Carolina. He was born in 1920. So you figure when he was going to grade school, what year was it? 28, 29, 30. He's a black kid going to school in 1929 in the South. My my grandpa always talk about the young niggas and how they don't want to do anything. He's like, I go out to the store 10, 11 o'clock. 
It's kids outside smoking weed, sitting across the street, shooting dice. Like, why y'all not in school? Ah, uh, Mr. Wall, I ain't going out of fucking school. They be on bullshit down there. Like, what you mean you're not going to school? He's like, when in my day, we went to school every day. Even if you were sick, you was going to school. Right. He's like, and for us to go to school, we had to walk past two white schools because we had to walk three miles to go to school. You couldn't remember, 1930, you couldn't just go to whatever the nah, fuck school fuck was in your neighborhood. Segregation and So he was like, we had to walk past white schools and fight them. To get to, to school. To get to school. Yeah. And then when we left, we had to fight them to get home. Right. It's a privilege to go to school. And he's like, we didn't miss days. Like, you missed a day of school. People thought you was, they was, they was coming to the house. Is everything all right? We walked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and he, and just hearing that, it's like, damn, it really do make our younger generation, like, the young niggas that get on the bus, yo, gee, I ain't got no family going up the block, though. What the fuck you ain't walk up the block? Right, walk up the block, man. Fuck that. And it's like that sense of entitlement, that sense of I can do whatever the fuck I want. It trickles down to the goofy shit going yeah, on. Because they we talk about it all the time in the group chat. They mothers and they aunts and they grandmothers be fucking babying them. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, this nigga's a fucking career criminal. And you want to sit here, a recidivist, and you want to be writing all these letters to the judge and this, that, and the third. Yeah. Meanwhile, you didn't fucking let him do whatever the fuck he want for the last 17 years in a row. Every time he did some bullshit that you should have slapped him in his mouth for oh he just that's just a boy being a boy he don't don't be so hard on him <laughs> my man it worked on the day my man Bradford he a uh, Baltimore nigga funny as shit funny he talked like a straight wire nigga <laughs> straight wire nigga. he like my nigga he say my nigga with everything like, my nigga I pull a bus up in front of motherfucking Dobbins he do the Dobbins school trip and yeah. shit the, the kids and shit on Lehigh he like I get off the bus smoke me a motherfucking cigarette you know what I'm saying I'm out there smoking looking at my phone chilling chilling he's like the motherfucking school police lady come to me like sir you might want to get on the bus the, the kid is in the seat he's like I turn around young boy in the driver's seat trying to start the bus <laughs> like young boy what the fuck is you doing he like oh hey don't talk to me like that <laughs> like what he's like I'm about to slap your fucking head off your shoulder he's like this little nigga is sitting in the driver's seat with his foot on the pedal trying to hit the cause the, you, it's a start button oh, but you got had a key turn in the ignition <laughs> to act yeah. he's like young boy trying to start the bus in the driver's seat I come up like I'm the fuck out See like oh don't talk to me like that. Like you got enough gall to say that to a motherfucker when that you, you never met before. You all the way drawing. <laughs> you all the way drawing. And he was like, young boy came off the bus and he trying to like flex up a little bit. He's like, I had to talk to him like, young boy. It ain't even about that because I'm working, so this ain't even that type of time. But you out here just doing dumb shit. You gonna run into a nigga that want just to smoke, just as much smoke as you, if not more. And he gonna put you in a motherfucking situation where you really gotta think about it. Like, damn, I might get murdered in this whole yeah. little, like, and 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 it's like for what? There's niggas out here, and I know some of these niggas that will murder a 14, 15 year old yeah. with no hesitation in yeah. cold blood yeah. and tell his mother that he did it. Like, no, your son was on some nut shit. Like, he needed to go. Yeah. Like, with no hesitation. Like, stop playing with everybody, man. Yeah. The life you save might be your own. The life you <laughs> save might be your own. Real shit. When he told me that, I saw I was dying. He's like, young boy, in the driver's seat. No, trying don't talk start, to me like that. Trying to start the bus. <laughs> I tell him to get the fuck out of seat. Oh, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> like, what, nigga? <laughs> He's like, you looking at me. smack your head across the yeah. street. Like, you drawling right now. Get the fuck out the joint. He's like, so he get off. He trying to swole up in front of his little friend showing off. And he like, I don't know what you doing all that for because this ain't that. And that ain't this. Like, yeah. there's no reason for that. Because I ain't the fuck worried about you on that type right. time. Like, I, fuck, I'm working, nigga. Like, I'm an old nigga. You got all that yeah, stupid shit. So, but, but then as soon as I speed beat you, your mom going to be fucking trying to sue you. Oh, my God. The, the driver couldn't. Why he put his hands on my son? 
Like your son was trying to steal a bus. Like, <laughs> like I tell people all the time. Like what? I tell people all the time. My girl cousins and shit like that. They got sons. I'd be like, listen, the shit that you chalk now when your three and four year old son that you chalk up to just being mischief and a boy being a boy. The next thing when he's seventeen and eighteen, that shit is criminal activity, and a motherfucking judge or a police officer is not going to have no leniency on him or you because you didn't fucking discipline your son his whole. Like, mm-hmm. stop being a fucking airhead and s- slap your son sometimes, mm-hmm. or cor- at least at the very least correct his action. Stop letting him just yeah. do whatever the fuck he want, and then getting mad at his dad when he say, "Nigga, what the fuck is you doing? Like, yeah. don't talk to him like that." What the f- bitch? What is you doing? Yeah. Like, I got into well, letting some, him do this shit. I remember when I was a young boy, the uh, cops brought me home one night. We had got into some shit, whatever, whatever. Cops brought me home, and my mom straight said, "This happened again. Tell him don't even bring you here." Tell him you got to figure that shit out. Don't even come here. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And the cops never brought me back home. And I got a nice little life. Because it's like, you a young, I was a young boy, 14. I think I was like 14 at the time. You're going to get in the shit. It's just, yeah. it's natural. You, you a young boy, you growing up in the neighborhood, you going to some stupid shit pop up. You going to come to a fork in the road. Where, like, young boy the other day. And you got to decide, am I going to be a dickhead? I'm not liking the way this shit is looking. OG, can it keep me I, out a little bit? Or am I going to do the right thing and ask somebody for some help because I'm on bullshit and I don't know how to figure it out on my own, so I'm acting out. You got to decide which path that you want to take. But if you at home and every time you get into some bullshit at school and your mom want to argue and fight the teacher, you're going to grow up with a sense of entitlement thinking that everything you do is the right thing to do and people be tripping on you. The crazy part is, yo, we was in school. I remember the teachers used to call my house and my mom and my dad would go to fuck off. Like, you're not doing your work. You're not doing whatever. Ass whoopings. Go to your fucking room. Take my fucking controllers. They used to torture me. They used to take the controllers, but not the game system. Yeah, keep like, the game system. Yeah, I'm, keep taking the, I'm taking the controllers. Yeah. Now, what the fuck? You know, you shit like that. You can watch the game. You yeah. can't play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but, and then, like, I would see, because remember, I was going to Pepper now. Yeah. I would see moms come up to the school, like, snapping on, like, Miss Reddick and Miss, Re- like, bitch, don't call my fucking house no more. That's your job. Figure the fuck out. Like, you got to fucking hand deal with him and figure out this, that, and the third. Don't- no, bitch. And, and other 16 hours a day, you got to deal with I him. used to be on the tip, like, yo, man, these moms are so cool. Like, because <laughs> my mom don't act like that if the teacher calls my house. She, she going to come up here and embarrass me. And looking back on it, it's like, oh, no, my mom was... Yeah, that's why he's that's good. why he's in the ground or doing twenty four to thirty eight yeah, years. A lot of the kids, and, and that's the crazy part. My pop was talking about that one day. Like he from twenty first and Diamond. Like the like the twenty first and Diamond. Us niggas know wasn't even a thing right. when my you figure my pop born in forty eight. Yeah, so it's like. All the people he knows from back in the day, they're either dead, crazy, drunk off beer all goddamn day, or they just in the fucking jail. Yeah. Like, they just don't really exist. And I, it's crazy because I'm 30 now, and a lot of the niggas I remember from middle school, high school, they all got, like, super cases. Like, it, it, niggas I'm with the middle school with is doing, like, 25 years. Yeah, niggas be cased the fuck up. Like, a couple niggas I'm with the middle school with, like, I could show you them in the yearbook, they doing 25 right now. Niggas dead, multiple niggas dead from my pepper yearbook. Like that shit is nuts, man. Yeah. Like how the fuck you just don't want to live life? My life ain't great, but I love it. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. So I don't understand the I constantly want problems. I constantly want bullshit. I constantly want to be on some nut shit when I walk out the fucking Life is hard enough without you inviting bullshit into it. Yeah. Like life will throw you all type of curveballs <laughs> and 
relatives dying and this surprise financial situation, this and that. So you want to compound all of that and just be out here on bullshit, acting like you motherfucking Thanos, uh, trying to conquer all the Infinity Gems. Speak, like, speaking of which, I want to get back to a couple of these topics. Yeah. Uh, speaking of just inviting bullshit into your life, uh, modern day Bobby and Whitney. Yo. Um, <laughs> Weezy F Baby, Lil Wayne, and Toya Carter have a daughter, Regine. Correct. And she's dating YF and Lucci. Now, I didn't know who YF and Lucci was. Until Chad's birthday party. Until your birthday party. <laughs> I'm like, I'm guessing Lucci's a big deal because people seem to really be interested. People seem to give a fuck. Yeah. But um, they got arrested together over the week. <clears throat> over the weekend. Yeah. And um, have you figured out what they were arrested for? I don't even care. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. Your father's worth $150 million. Why are you I was going to get to that. Like, me and, me and Chad, as we always are, we're on Twitter. And we were having discussions with it with a few of the uh, Twitter folk. Yes. And it was it was starting to get irritating because people couldn't understand the take that me and you seemed to. And I was I was th- I thought it was weird because when Shorty tweeted it or tweeted back on your tweet, you commented and I wound up commenting at the exact same time. I said the exact and same. Ex- <laughs> and I, I was cracking up like, yo, we really do be in sync. Like yeah. I'm like, we said the exact. Same thing as a response. Yeah. Like your dad is one of the most successful and one of the most famous rappers ever. Yes. Like your dad is Elvis status to yes. rap. Russell Simmons. I mean, uh, Rev Run, Jay Z. Like y'all kids puff. Yeah. Your 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 son just doesn't have to be involved in certain shit. Yeah, certain niggatry. Because of the simple fact of. The privilege that they're allotted. Yes. So when I see Little Wayne, who has a thirty million dollar house in Miami with nine million dollars of art on the wall, yeah. Why are you and this nigga getting locked up in the middle of the fuck? Like in the middle of summer? Like what are y'all doing? And the and the take that the girl took was, well, look at who her father is. Um, it's not like Russell Simmons is her father. This is where she lost me. It's not like Russell Simmons is her father. I mean, you know, based on the content of her father's music, you would expect this. I said, well, hold on, shorty. Let's not forget. She had a boyfriend that was in the NFL. She wasn't getting the fuck arrested. She ain't never had no legal trouble, no nothing her whole time growing up. She lived a great fucking life. You know why? Because your father at a time was the best rapper alive and was checking 30 M's a year Mm -hmm. to put your fucking stupid ass in private school and to pay for you to go to Clark Atlanta and for all of this shit. So now all of a sudden you get this new boyfriend. Now you going to jail. You either going to do what the fuck I say or. I'm going to financially cut you off, take back what I bought you, and now you can figure it out on your own since you got all the fucking brains in the world mm. and you just a girl figuring it out. The next generation is supposed to get you next better. year, I'm going to be on the Forbes list and your boyfriend not. Your boyfriend is <laughs> yeah. not. I'm going to be right where I'm usually. I'm in the top seven every year. I'm guaranteed to be there. On a slow year, I'm checking 17 million. Real shit. On a slow year. On a slow, horrible year, I'm checking 17 million. I just did a collaboration with Neiman Marcus nationally. Young Money uh, Capsule nationally with Neiman Marcus, the number one fucking luxury retailer in the world. I just headlined Rolling Loud. I'm about to perform at Summer Jam. Like I had two number ones this year. How crazy is that? Weezy had number one songs in the last 12 months. Weezy. His run been over. Been He's over. Still dropping number ones. That's crazy. Hot Chad's hot take. Birdman about to pay me some of this money. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm guaranteeing 17 on a low ball. Mm-hmm. I might check 30 again. Real shit. And you out here getting arrested? With your dumbass boyfriend. And I ain't been booked in 10 years? Yeah. Bitch, you bugging. Yeah. I might punch my daughter in the stomach for some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Like, if I really was trying to get this point across and she didn't, under, I might have to just punch her in the stomach one good time. Like, not full strength, but like, what is you doing? Yeah. Like, I worked hard as shit. Yeah. I got to deal with Birdman weird ass. Yeah. I worked hard as shit for this bread. Yeah. I had Birdman put a kibosh on my fucking uh, Rockefeller deal, torturous interference, yeah. and then had to resign. Yeah, man. Don't when I, fuck with me. When I saw she got arrested, I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't care what she got arrested. No, care. no, I, 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 I get what you're saying, but I'm saying, me looking at it like, if I'm Wayne, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if the cop was tripping. I don't care if it's a wrongful. I don't care what it is. What is you doing to get arrested and your father is worth 150 M's? Same thing with Andy Reid kids years ago. Why are y'all out here shooting heroin and sucking dick for heroin? <laughs> And your father is the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Going to this fucking uh, NFC Conference Championship every fucking year. Yeah. You're afforded every luxury in life. And you sucking dick for fucking heroin. <laughs> what is wrong with you getting caught in dope houses out in North Philly? I wish y'all could see this nigga face right now. Like some shit just... It just because shit like this don't happen to guys yeah. like me and Matt. We wasn't born to rich parents. Our, my, I'm not going to go hit the fucking Powerball tomorrow. Hopefully I do, but I'm probably not. So it's like, yo, you get blessed with nepotism of a successful parent to where all yeah. you got to do is just walk a straight line and not fuck it up. Yeah. And you out here fucking up. Yeah. I might got to punch you in the stomach. Like, you can say whatever you want. Like, all the, the the past week, the big joke was Angela Simmons being a single mom. But Angela Simmons has a lot of shit going on. It's like, yeah. great. Yeah. The other daughter, great. Diggy, great. Like, they really became entities to themselves. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, that's what you do when your dad is whoever your dad is or your mom is whoever your mom is. Look at Puff Son. Like, yeah, I'm just dropping rap records and hanging out with all the rappers and, yeah. you know, partying and putting trying to basically be Diddy Jr. Yeah. And his, other, and, his, and his other son just run, running around fucking all our Instagram bitches that uh, Drake didn't get to yet. Yeah, but <laughs> really, like, he got a great life. But it's like for for the women, and it, th- this is especially important. Like black women, young black women have this thing where it's like the more dumb shit. They call it like being a G or a trap boy or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but the more dumb <laughs> shit you get into, the more attractive you the become. The more attractive you be. Yeah, it's, it's like, remember uh, the why do good girls like bad guys? Like yeah. that whole scenario. And it's like, that shit is just getting you. You're stupid. Yeah, like, like you, you're just gonna, attracted to negativity. You're, you're just going to get into more and more stupid shit. Yeah. I don't absolutely. know why that's like a thing. I never understood that. Because that's been going on since like the beginning. It's of like time. y'all be growing up with these sheltered lives and y'all don't be exposed to nothing. And then the first nigga that got a, a, a Reggie phone doing a buck 25 a day, <laughs> you think he Pablo Escobar. And now you riding around holding his uh, 130 packs in your motherfucking purse thinking that you contributed to the enterprise. Yeah. I remember years ago, I met a chick that she went to this is when I was in and uh just got out of high school she was in Lamberton her 12th grade year and I met her she was cool she was 17 I was 18 we was cool whatever and I remember she was like yeah like you nice because she was like egging me and shit like and I, I finally seen her one day I'm like hey, what's, what's going up? on and she was like I mean you nice and all but I, I like dudes that like you know I'm like 
I don't know. What, what, are, what are you saying? <laughs> like a nigga that punched me in the face every She once was in like, a while. I like dudes that just, you know, like got that street, that, 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 uh, you know, that they, like, they, they ain't afraid to, like, really, really hurt something. And I'm just like, if I pull out a hammer right now and <laughs> smack this bitch in the forehead with it, I, I was like, that dead ass went through my mind. I'm like, if I hit this bitch in the head with a hammer, I wonder if she'd think I would like wouldn't get in the shit or whatever, whatever. And I just left it alone. And it, the crazy part is, like, long story short, she wound up. I knew like from like friends, mutual friends, she wound up like being in like an abusive relationship to where like boy was like damn near killed her. And of shit. course. And it's just like yeah, like I mean, you got what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You wanted to smoke. You get what you asked for. You get it because you asked for. Yeah, really. Like, I had no smoke to give It's a, at that it's time. a self-fulfilling like, prophecy like, you, know, like, you look for negativity And it will consume you Yeah like it, it's, it's just amazing to me That that like really be a like, thing Like I know chicks Like that, I never met a guy That was like Yeah I'm looking for A dangerous bitch I'm it's looking just, for a bitch With 4-5 charges Yeah like I need a razor blade I need a bitch That's what I'm about to say <laughs> Bitch keep a buck 50 in this shit <laughs> Like no Like I never met a dude Who's that in his life Never Nah this bitch be stealing Through my fucking wild And she I lit know, yo, I like, know women right Dead ass If I'm lying I'm flying that was working on Wall Street and fucking dope boys. Yeah, hell yeah. Working on New York Wall Street, fucking dope boys from Southwest Philly. One of my homies got like a bullshit ass job downtown. Like he was like the fucking, like he was in charge of refilling the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like this nigga had no education, bunch of fucking in and out of jail shit. And he wound up getting a job downtown the boy who owned it, like the company, the president, his wife was the vice president. Okay. And he started, I remember he came through the the, the jaw, like through the neighborhood. In her car. In her bins. <laughs> and I, I'm like, where the fuck did you get a, C-? this one, the CLs was like it. You make nine. I'm like, where the fuck hour. did you get a CL 55? He like, bitch, I got down the fucking boss wife. She the vice, vice president. She let me hold the jaw. They going out of town or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just like. Does she know you're poor? Like does she <laughs> like does she know you're bringing that car here? He like the fuck does she care? You know what I'm saying? Bull bought it for her. I'm just like, and the boy, uh, boy, um, he was Greek. The husband, she yeah. was black, but the husband was Greek. And I'm like, I this one like the wire was heavy. I'm like, I don't know if the Greeks you you want fuck around with. Chop your motherfucking like, body yo, up. Like real shit. I'm like, I don't know if the Greeks is cutting faces off out here. Oh, but I, I remember thinking like. This nigga's the poorest nigga. Like, this nigga was on a trolley last week. Now he's, he's driving a CL. Well, I'm in a CL. Like, yeah, this hurt you on the board. I'm like, man, these bitches is awful, dog. But that's how that shit be. Like, you got a nice, comfortable Greek husband. All you got to do is walk the straight line and not fuck it up. No. And you want to fuck Taquan from You out here from, fucking wolfing niggas <laughs> from the rose. Like, that shit is crazy. What, man? Yeah, man. And it's too many stories like this. It's be like, yo, what's wrong <laughs> with y'all? As a man, I'm prone to fuck somebody I'm not supposed to fuck, but I'm not gonna let it fuck my life up. Yeah, y'all be like going with niggas that'll fuck your life up. Like it ain't even about a street or or a gangster or it's like at a at a certain point it's just like this is a poor person. Yes. Like you just, but you know what it be? It be subliminally some of them be wanting to be like when shit go left, they be like, you bum ass, broke ass nigga, I made you nigga, I make such, 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 and I got the X, Y, Z, and, and I got the Rolex, and this and this pussy, I just took you shopping, you broke ass bitch, they want to be able to talk down to a yeah. motherfucker, so that they can have this superiority complex, and when you're equally yoked with somebody, you can't pull that stunt, or if somebody's above you, you can't pull that stunt, because it's like, alright bitch, leave. 
Yeah. Now she don't got no answers for you. Oh, you really gonna kick me out? I gotta really leave? You got a point. Yeah. So it's like some subliminal shit, like with superiority with like certain women. When they get to a certain point in life, they wanna just be the king and the queen of the fucking castle. And so they deal with men that they're not equally yoked with. And, you know, they end up in dumbass situations. Britney Spears end up in a dumbass situation. You fucking a nigga in the background dancing. He didn't dance his way to the front of the line. He got your dumbass pregnant. Oh, now you paying him child support I, and you going to fuck crazy. I keep it all the way with you. This was a couple, this was years ago. This might be like, oh, no, what? Oh, like 2009? Yeah, I just started this up to 2009. I met a chick, whatever, whatever. And she was real nice looking. She lived down at uh, Penn Treaty. I probably shouldn't have put that out there, but whatever. She lived down there, down on Delaware Ave. I remember coming to her, her spot, and the spot was super nice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I come in, and I, I saw like it was trophies. You know what I'm saying? Helmets and, and cleats and shit, like in glass cases and shit. And I'm just like, you play football? Like, <laughs> what is all this shit? And she was like, "Oh no, my my dude, I be fucking around with. He he uh he red shirt for the and for the Bears." And I'm just like, "So why am I here? <laughs> like, if he red shirt and he doing better than me, I'm, he red shirt, he he pulling down three hundred a year." And so I'm like, "What the fuck?" And it, it, but that's really how that shit be. It's like. Chicks really just be kind of dumb at yeah. the end of the day. Like, I just be fucking with whoever. <laughs> Motherfucker tell me I look nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you think I look nice? Yeah, you want something this pussy? <laughs> you like Peach Cobbler? Like, yeah. Next and, thing you know, he in them guts. Now you got a baby by a poor nigga. Look at Shaq. Wasn't Shaq White fucking the pool boy? Yeah. Like, Shaq worth 400. The trainer. Yeah. Shaq been worth a hun- was worth 100 when 100 was 100. Yeah. When it was a real 100. When it was small faces. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You fucking the trainer, bitch? Yeah. Well, he just paid me so much attention and this and that. Listen. It ain't enough attention in the world that's going... If, if, if I land a Kardashian tomorrow... It ain't enough attention that Keisha from Chick-fil-A that can pay me... That's going to motherfucking get me off my square with my Kardashian. Yeah. At least until I lock this check in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all be playing games. Don't I say all the time to my female friend, I'll be like, yo, don't fuck your bag up. Don't fuck your money up fucking around with niggas that you're not equally yoked with or y'all y'all not cut the same. Like, don't do that. Ain't even about the bag. Just don't fuck up your life, period. Like, don't get into no stupid shit. Do you? Once you start getting arrested on the strength of a of a nigga, it's just like We need to reevaluate this. Like, 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 nigga, I just got fingerprinted and handcuffed, fingerprinted and processed. I got to talk to my mother, who's a fucking, uh, who's a accomplished author. And I got to talk to my father about this shit. You know what I'm saying? We probably need to take a break, my nigga. Yeah. Because this shit is like going left. Crazy as shit. I seen that shit. And I'm just like, the fuck has she have got locked up for? Nothing. Never. Yeah. Nothing. Fucking with this nigga. You got that's what you got locked up for. Y'all gotta figure it out. Uh last thing before we get out of here was a social media topic that was going oh, around. Oh man, boil it. <laughs> that was going around this week. Uh I'ma read y'all what the post was. Um a homeboy of mine recently met a woman at a uh, at Sweet Lounge. He invites her out to dinner. Um he pays for the whole meal, leaves a tip. The next week she decides she wants to go see him again. She invites him to dinner. This time she proposes that they go Dutch. And he was confused and asked why 
you want to go Dutch if you invited me out. Her response is, I don't pay for any man's meal. He agrees to go out with her anyway. They go to Fogo de Chao, my favorite place on the planet. And after they finish eating, the check comes. She pulls out her credit card to pay. He breaks out a BOGO, which is a buy one, get one free coupon. She ends up paying 80 bucks and he gets his meal for free. She was pissed and asked, how you going to use a coupon? His response was, well, you wanted to go Dutch and the coupon was my form of payment. How am I wrong? Was he right or was he wrong? This is great. That was the whole (laughs) argument this week on social media. This is fucking great, man. So the whole thing is, right, (laughs) with women, (laughs) women hate when you pull a them on them. Like, that's like, that's some crafty shit that like a woman would do if it's like her turn to pay. She'd pull out like a 90% off coupon or some shit. So (laughs) I said on Twitter, I'm like, she wanted to go Dutch and he went African. Like he's he like went, I'm gonna scam my way right through Liberian this. On it. Yeah, like like I'm a Nigerian nightmare. Little do you know. Yo, <laughs> I'm gonna show like, you. Oh, where we going? Hold on, bitch. Watch this. Yeah, I'm gonna show you. What the they gonna put that Groupon to you. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Four dollars for the coupon. Buy one get one. Yeah. Ten dollars. Oh man, I got this. I mean, listen, man. You know, it it was. It, it I just think it's. Uh, I'm, try- I'm I'm lost for words. This shit is so funny. I just think it's tacky to invite somebody somewhere and not be willing to pay for them to be there. Yeah. Why invite them? How do you invite me somewhere and then be like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, eighty dollars. Put that up. Yeah. Put you know what I'm like. No, like, well, I don't. I don't have to. At that point, I'm allowed to refuse your invitation because it's not sincere. It's one thing if we go on a group thing, but if we're dating and we're courting and we just went somewhere and I paid. The full tab And then You know what I'm saying It's just like Women want equal rights In every single way Except financially Yeah And then it's like You get into these situations And then it's like Yo he he found a glitch In the matrix Like don't get mad at him For fucking doing the ABAB up down yeah. You know what I'm saying uh, Select start Like don't get mad at him For fucking pulling The cheat code Out on your fucking ass Real talk It is what it is He definitely not wrong You know what I mean Like I'm just the type of guy Like I don't want Nothing from no woman Period I probably would've Still end up paying For this shit I probably would've Used a coupon And still pay for this shit But it just was like Tacky on her part To invite him somewhere And then be like Oh yeah But let we go on Dutch though Life is all about angles Some angles are Considered fair Some angles are Considered illegal Yeah But that's really All life is You saw the Phil Ivey shit Where they took The casinos For the 20 million It was legal By Casino standards But it was unethical Right But they found the angle And they exploited it For 23 million dollars yeah. Do you know about The whole situation no. I've I- heard parts of it Phil Ivey And an Asian uh, she be- Basically she's like A legendary uh, Angler That's okay. what they call it, Angle shooting and shit But she's like Banned from a lot of casinos For basically playing angles So These motherfuckers Went to The biggest casino In London They were playing Baccarat You know in Baccarat You're allowed to like Take notes Okay You're allowed to have a pencil And a piece of paper and shit So They went in there And they were playing Baccarat The first thing they did Was ask for a dealer Who spoke Thai The casino agreed to it Gave them a dealer That spoke Thai Then they asked for A specific deck of cards Where the end of the card The ridges ran off On certain cards And the Asian chick Phil Ivey was with had an eye that was sharp enough that she to could read see. the original. So the she card. basically was keeping notes on what cards was what when they was coming <laughs> up. So it literally got to the point where because they got the dealer they wanted, because they got the t- the table they wanted, and they got the cards that they wanted, they could predict what was going. They happen. knew what the fuck was going to happen. So the first day they won three million. 
They left and came back. They told the dealership, tomorrow when we come back, we want this same table, those same cards, and, and that same, same dealer. dealer. The, de- the, the casino agreed to it. They came back the next day, hit them for $10.5 million. They, was, they left. Like, we coming back tomorrow. We want the same dealer. They, I'm like, the bitch ain't getting no days off. They <laughs> this bitch running crazy. They came back the next day, hit them for like $8 million. So all in all, they took 20, it was like $22 million. Yeah. They left from that casino and went to another casino and did the shit again for like $11 million. And both the casinos was was suing him and not letting go of the money. And he was he's basically was going to court back and forth. like, And the courts ruled it unethical, but not illegal. Okay. So he got his chicken. Got his bread. But then they sued. He didn't get, he got the set, the judgment, but didn't get the money because they filed like some other, you know, that shit be going back and forth. All <laughs> yeah, it might take but, 10 years to get this money. But it's like, and I, 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 like you gotta listen to the podcast 30 for 30 did on the whole little joint. And it's okay. like, when you really listen to the breakdown, like, cause I always thought they was like on some like stealing. Cause that's the way they, like the media made it like they're stealing from the casino. Yeah. But it's like, no stealing. Like Phil Ivey said would involve me crossing a line. I'm not like, I never went into a restricted area of the casino. Yeah. I never put my hands where, cause you know, like you can't reach over to where the dealer's cards is. If okay. you play blackjack and shit, you can't touch yeah. their cards. Realistically, you can't have your phone. Like, you know, it's a lot of little shit. Yeah. I never did anything illegal. Everything I asked for, the casino granted. So how could you hold me out for, y'all could have been like, oh no, we done with these cards and thrown them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But y'all let me keep the cards. Right. <laughs> And then y'all let me take notes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and that's really what life is, is angles. Back in the day on Madden uh, 08, remember when, what year did the Rams have that high-powered offense? It wasn't 08. Uh, I think it was 03, 04. Yeah, like 02, 03. Great it show was Madden 03 yeah. or 04, one of them. You could take as Hakeem, remember him from the mm-hmm. Rams? He was like the fastest motherfucker. He had like a 99 in speed. Yeah. If you took him out of the first receiver and dropped him to the three, he would be in the slot. You know, the slot receiver is getting guarded a lot of times by, by a linebacker. By the line. Yeah. And it, you could literally just throw bombs. <laughs> I, I used to do this shit all. That's what life is. Yeah. It's finding angles and exploiting them. Yeah. People who bet on fucking games professionally. Rod tell you, they trying to find an edge on a game to bet on it yeah it's just what it is so it's like you can't get mad at him for finding an edge yeah like oh you want to go dutch so you pay for yours i pay for mine's bitch don't even know i got this i want to get one free i've been waiting on this i've been waiting for a situation (laughs) like this and it's like yeah like that's really what it is he found the angle and he exploited it my thing be with a lot of women have this mentality of oh i ain't paying for no man and it's like why why not and they can't even give you a solid answer. Yeah. You'd be like, why? Because I ain't paying for no nigga. Because the way your bank account is set up, <laughs> like that's why. It's, it's not really rooted in anything. There's no universal yeah, no. law that says a, a man has to pay every time or whatever like that, especially if you really are in, legitimately interested in somebody. Now, if a nigga's in your phone as free food, that just is what it is. Like, you know, you go on a jug and finesse your way to, you I've know, whatever that. you can get. We didn't, we've all seen it. We've seen chicks. We've been in Del Frisco's and shit like that and seen, or Ocean Prime and seen a chick ringing her phone off the hook looking for a nigga to call to come down and pay that tax. I wasn't even going to go that far. I've seen that shit happen in Copas. <laughs> Like this shit forty eight dollars. Man, man, (laughs) these margaritas half off and this bill still outrageous. 
Well, that shit is how, real. How much, how much is it, girl? Forty six dollars. That shit is man, real, man. Call, call Taquan and see if he down here. He be he got traps around here. See if he down here. We need to pay this we, we need to get it together all the way around the board, man. Like y'all, y'all be playing games. A lot of games getting played. I want to see y'all be better, man. It's like 2018. We're already halfway into this shit. Weather still ain't gotten no better. It's still fucking uh, hell outside. Yo, it was raining <laughs> like shit when oh, I was driving. We were supposed to have fucking. Uh, we were supposed to have a uh, gunner tonight. That shit would have been a disaster. Thank God I moved it. Oh yeah, <laughs> we would have been in there crying tonight with with that tab. Like, yeah. what, the, what is we going to do? Pray. Yeah, That's true. I feel you. <laughs> that shit would have been a nightmare. Uh, we getting ready to wrap it up. Um, that social media topic is hilarious. That's the funniest shit I saw this week. <laughs> the fact that it was chicks like actually mad. Like, why would he do? And I'm just like, he's a genius. He's brilliant. <laughs> the fuck? You can't outplay a player. <laughs> like, rap shit is a layup. Like that shit. I, I said on Twitter though. Like, yeah, she wanted to go Dutch. He went African. Like, bitch, I can one up you. You want to be on some bullshit? I show you. I'll show you what's up. Like splitting the bill, my specialty. Yeah, that got you. <laughs> Hey, make sure she pay first so I can use this buy one and get one free. <laughs> like, yeah, man. But uh, we getting out of here. Um, I'm having surgery Thursday. Pray for Matt. Hashtag so, uh, pray for Matt. You know, that's big. Like I said, um, if, I, if I'm up to it Sunday, they said it's only a day recovery in the hospital. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. No, uh, Let us pray. Complications. I'll, I'll be out of the hospital Friday, hopefully. If not, we blessing y'all with two episodes this week anyway, so y'all be all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But um, like other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm out of work for a good month. Uh. I think I'm going to name this show Fire Emoji. This shit was all that today. Yeah, this was a really good conversation. Um, you got anything coming on this week? Anything going on? Uh, I'm just being a lazy bum this week. Cool. Regular shit. Don't bother nobody, you know, <laughs> as usual. Um, Taylor, you got anything you want to say? You were quiet this episode. Watching the game? I'm, I'm chilling. Yo, what's yeah. the score? It's over. Oh, 122 to 103. Curry got nine threes. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, J.R. Smith. I'm not mad at J.R. Smith anymore. I understand that it was like a collective of this, the team stinking. But uh, I said it the other night. I told Taylor when we came in. Like the other night, I was telling Ra, I, I want LeBron to leave, yeah, and I was and free Bron, and I was adamant about LeBron staying, like in Cleveland, and them working, figuring it out. Maybe try to get Demarcus, try to get Kawhi. Cleveland does not deserve LeBron James. Yeah. As as is presently constructed, that team can't beat like a rec league team. Like it's amazing that they got to the finals, actually. Like I mean, it's just the will to win. It just goes to show you how soft and and petrify everybody in the East is of LeBron. But when you you know, not not that KD and stuff are equally yoked, but it's just so many of them. It's just like it's like the Riddler. They just keep just like keep if you throwing if, little if, Riddlers if, at you. If you watched the game the other night, they couldn't do nothing with Bron. No, nothing. absolutely not. Nothing. KD was scared to death. Nothing. And Bron was literally driving past him and dunking on him like they was children. Yeah, he was scared. Like it was, was nothing they could death. like LeBron dead ass had a fifty one point eight rebound, eight assist game and in they the lost. finals and they lost. Because of fucking two mental errors, a missed free throw and a, and a retard that didn't know the score. Like watching the Warriors be the Warriors with Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. Four of the best 20 niggas in the NBA. Three of the top five. I mean, two of the top five. Watching that team for what they've been over the last four years. They're a dynasty. And no one wants to admit it. They are. They've been in the finals four years in a row. They're a dynasty. 
watching them be who they are. They set the record for NBA wins in a season. Like they're a dynasty. Watching them in Oracle game one of a finals where the Cavs are an 11 to one underdog, the biggest finals underdog since the Nets against the Lakers in 02. Watching them in Oracle tie game at the half and the Warriors do what they do many a night's third quarter runs that normally put you away. The Cavs tied it up. Watching that happen and LeBron have a 50-point game, they weren't supposed to lose that. And watching that shit just literally crumble to where it was like, when it went to overtime, I told Ra, this shit is done. I'm I'm going to bed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Like, this shit is over. There's no way they're winning this shit now. And it's like, God damn, like, JR, that was just such a JR Smith. You know, he did that shit before when he was with New York. Like the Knicks. Yeah, he like, like 20 he, left on the clock and just put that three up. Like, he, he, he has the mental errors where it's just like watching that is why LeBron, I know he loved JR. I know he loved Tristan. Jeff Green's become his guy. Like, LeBron has played with his friends. Yeah, so you got to lead them niggas where they at. You got to, <laughs> you got to take them out back and shoot them because it's just, it's no use in them no more to where it's like, they're gonna tarnish your your legacy the way Skip and all them dickheads will go about it yeah. because they'll be like, oh, he's three and seven or what is it? Three, three, and three, three, three and six. Three and six. Three and six. Okay, three and six. He'll be. Oh, he's three and six in finals. That's terrible. Jordan would never. And it's like, dog, my man had fifty one, eight and eight, and they lost. I said today, LeBron could come out here today, have 73, 24, and nine. And they could and, lose. And they could lose. And motherfuckers would be like, right, Bron just, he don't, he just don't got the will to win. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit is crazy. And it's like, at this point, I'm sick of seeing the best player on earth not be on the best team. Yeah. When LeBron was the best player on earth, and this is just, again, showing you just how crazy Bron is. Bron was the best player on earth in 2001. He's still the best player on earth. Seeing the best player on earth in 2001, 2012, 2013, 14, he was on the best team. It was championship, championship, Sports Illustrated Man of the Year, AP Player of the Year, MVPs, Finals MVPs. He was just ripping down shit. Like, it was easy. Watching him be on this team where it's like he's clearly better than everybody, but he has to carry so much inefficient weight to where it's just like... It's defeating. Yeah. I'm not sure. even a Cavaliers fan. I went to bed and pissed the other night. Like, I felt sorry for the nigga. Like, God damn. Like, so at this point, I really do want him to come to the Sixers or go to Houston. Like, fuck that. You deserve to be with a good team. I don't like the Sixers coach at all. I really you don't. don't. Like no. I don't like Dan Tony at all. But I definitely don't like Dan Tony's dumb. If I could have him, I would, honestly, I, I would love to see LeBron go to Boston. But I know that would never happen. Kyrie would be like, come the fuck on, <laughs> man. <Nick>. damn. <laughs> like, y'all serious? <laughs> like, Kyrie would be pissed. But I'd love to see Braun running with, like, Brad Stevens at yeah. the helm. A brilliant coach. A he bro- deserves that. That's another one that, uh, um, what's the light-skinned nigga that love Braun? Um... The 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 sports writer, um, Chris Bussard. Okay, that's another one. That he pointed out the other day for all LeBron's tenure at being the man and all the shit he's done, he's never had a great coach. Never. 
Ain't that crazy? Spo was a good coach. Yeah, Mike Brown, Spostra. Uh, Spo was a good coach. But Spostra's not a, a great. No. Like, he was talking though. about LeBron having, like, a Popovich or a Phil Jackson. Oh, no, he or, never had an all-time Like, all of the great. greats had a great coach. LeBron is the only one that's up there on that top tier that just never. Even Carl Malone had Jerry Sloan. Like, they just he just never had a great coach. Yo, ain't it crazy how Jerry Sloan career ended? He just quit one day. He just, yeah, he just, he just never like, came back. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'll holler at y'all. <laughs> I did it enough. <laughs> it was like a Tuesday. He was like, "I'm done." That's how Pop Vaughn dip. So it's like, yeah, I'd love to see LeBron get with a great coach, and yeah. um, ain't many of them left. Like, I'd love to see Mark Jackson come back and try to figure it out. That would be kind of fly. But yo, did you hear Mark Jackson say that he would clap yeah. Brian White cheeks on, on national TV? Yeah. I said Mark Jackson, wild for that shit. <laughs> Yo, this is a Christian man. Yeah. Good good Christian man. He said, I would knock her out the park. I'd knock it out the park. No every, disrespect every, intended. Every day. No disrespect intended. I said, excuse me? Funny as shit, man. But, uh, yeah, man, it's been a great show, man. Um, Again, the Roots Picnic was super fucking dope, super fly. I yeah, really thank enjoyed you to the experience. everybody from the Roots Picnic. Thank you to uh to Carolina, who was the production assistant. Yeah, she helped, was pretty good. Who coordinated everything. She was cool as shit. Shout out to her. She had carrots tattooed on her arm. I didn't know that. I, was, I'm, I meant to ask her what that meant. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they'll have tattoos. That just I was like, I meant to ask her, like, what are the carrots? You know, like, what is that about? But, yeah, she was super fucking cool. Shout out to Talib. Talib came fucking with me backstage. He saw me eating a salad. Like, because uh, Leah Lee went up. to You know, he was hassling people back there, like, checking bands and making sure you had passes and shit. So, Lee went up to go get food. She came back because, you know, I can't eat shit. Yeah. So, she had put together, like, a um, uh, spring mix, arugula, spinach, Tomatoes, onions, yeah. some nice Italian dressing. It was good as shit. Yeah. But you figure that's like, you figure she's eating like steak and then fucking, <laughs> like her fucking Leah was eating like fucking shrimps and pasta and shit. And I'll be that. And Talib came walking past the table. I was sitting there. He see me. He was like, <laughs> he eating a salad. I'm like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I lost it. I said, nigga, get the fuck out of here. Yo, yeah, that's funny as shit. Easy that, the salad. That was a, a very fun event. Backstage was super fucking fun, man, with uh, Dariel, <laughs> uh, Talib, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rod, you was on your ones and twos and shit. It was, it was dope. I spoke with uh, JoJo Abbott. She's a super nice person and shit. Yeah. She killed her performance, too, on stage. The um, Like I said, Tierra Whack Bodyguards was out there trying to catch smoke. Move, man. Move. Yeah, but it, it was a fun event, man. We really appreciate y'all for fucking with the show in the capacity in which y'all fuck with yep. it, man. We just two poor Southwest niggas. Trying to make it happen. Trying to make it happen, and we seem to be doing all right. So, uh, like I said, um, we got to join July 7th, um, the leadership conference, conference at the uh, Discovery Charter, 47th and Parkside. Then, um, hopefully, end of the summer, beginning of the fall, we're going to get this live show popping. Absolutely, that's happening. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to get on this uh, New York um, Roots Picnic, John. That'll yeah, be pretty dope. We need y'all to flood they DMs, flood they mentions, tag the realest podcast ever. We need to get on the 2018 Roots Picnic NYC. That gotta happen. And we're gonna try to figure this out with Gilly and a couple other people getting them to come over here. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're out. Peace. Is this 57 or 58? 58. 58. Oh, 57 was... Last week. Okay, so the Roots isn't getting a Roots, number. The Roots not getting a number. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's Roots 58. is a special edition. It's 58. Carl, right, we, Carl Banks. Yeah, we out. <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.